watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This video is going to be about the World Loot Pool update coming in the next season in Destiny 2. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now at saynotorage.com. I am usually live when these hit the feed, so I'm probably live if you want to come hang out. If you're looking for the entire audio podcast versions, you can look for SNTR Presents on any of those podcast platforms. Thank you for all the YouTube support recently. You can hit like, share, subscribe, and the little bell button. All that helps me out as well. So I'm going to read to you what they said. This was honestly the most confusing part of any TWAB they've ever written. It was really hard for me to get a grasp on what was going on. So I waited to make the video. I talked about the nerfing to reload perks first. And now I want to talk about this. I kind of gleaned the information from Paul Tassie's article, from Twitter responses that people were trying to get clarification on. Like, what on earth? What the frick is this ingram? This world pool, this world loot ingram? What's it going to look like? So I'm going to read that to you. I'm going to talk about why I still think conceptually this is a confusing idea. I'm going to theorize with you and try and kind of speculate where I think they're going. Ultimately, I feel like we're getting half of a picture here. I'm going to end by talking about vendors. I think there's more coming that they have yet you know, yet to talk about, and that's why a lot of this information is confusing. So they said, today, we're going to talk about some changes that are coming in Season 11 to the way that the World Loot Pool works. Because the World Pool serves as a baseline of legendary gear that can be earned across different activities, we want to update and refresh it seasonally with meta-relevant weapons, some of which previously were exclusive to specific activities like Gambit or Crucible. So they're going to make adjustments to this seasonally. This isn't going to be an annual thing. That's why, um, they're kicking this off in season 11 which is the summer season this shared pool can be unwieldy if you're looking for a specific role on a specific weapon a pool too large can make it statistically challenging to find much less the role you want starting in season 11 it will be curated both for relevance and overall size to strike a balance between number of rewards and the chance to get a sought after drop every season gear from previous seasons will be added and any gear that is no longer able to have max power greater than or equal to the current season cap will be cycled out so they're not going to leave stuff in there that drops and is like already sunset so they're gonna be like yeah that's that's been sunset and it gets knocked out of the pool here's some new stuff as well now I'm gonna tell you that I I don't necessarily think their list of weapons jives with the statement of the pool can be too large to make it statistically challenging to find I read that, and I kind of think that when I read through this many weapons, Uriel's Gift, Aletha, Old Fashioned, Moss Epoch, Hawthorne's Field Shotgun, Last Hope, Timeline's Vertex, Interference, Dire Promise, True Prophecy, Xi'an 7 Rifle, Enigma's Draw, Distant Tumulus, Escape Velocity, uh, Honor's Edge, Gnawing Hunger, Arsenic Bite, Main Ingredient, I'm Not Done Yet, Outrageous Fortune, Truth Teller, Nature of the Beast, Last Perdition, Bad Omens, Night Watch, Toil and Trouble, Wish Bringer, Last Dance, Lonesome, Long Shadow, Steel, Sybil. That's a stupid amount of weapons. <laughs> that is insane. Like I'm like, okay, if I want a particular role on one of those, you you just described the thing you said you were trying to avoid. I am really confused as to how on earth you're going to target one of these these are not the redacted engrams by the way you can't target one of these items it's not possible all right also they can drop anywhere even if you're turning in tokens at the crucible you can get a gambit weapon it, it it's 30 weapons yeah that, that just feels like a lot a one in 30 chance is already low on top of that the the, the various perk combinations <laughs> makes it even it's insane. Now, now I will say this, okay? At the beginning, they said 
they are going to curate it for relevance and overall size. Now, I don't know if that means in their mind, if something is new and is coming back, is that going to then have higher relevancy or drop rate or something? I honestly don't know. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to try I'm gonna try and walk through why I think this is confusing and some concerns that I have, which ultimately leads me to conclude that like, I don't think we have the full picture just yet. Gambit guns maybe dropping from Crucible tokens just feels odd. You're turning those tokens in. I do feel like this may be them sort of trying to devalue token slamming. Token slamming is essentially getting a very generic pool of loot now. There's a very generic pool of loot that can come from token slamming, and I think that's kind of what they want. Just like there's a very generic pool of loot that can drop from a random engram that's not one of the redacted engrams. Keep in mind, this is mainly going to be, like, for the non-paying season customers, these these engrams aren't the redacted. you got to buy the season if you want to do the redacted engram. It feels like tokens and world drops are being knocked down a peg. And that leads me to hope and theorize that there will be other better hierarchies of gear pursuit, whether it's the armor pursuit from the vendors, the seasonal aspirational armor pursuit, the seasonal pursuit weapon, as well as whatever is in the redacted engram with the seasonal content. If you're trying to farm for high stat rolls, if you're trying to farm for um, a particular weapon, that would feel superior as a pursuit and as a drop and that might be what they're trying to do this is in line with sunsetting right there's going to be a hierarchy of loot this feels like the absolute bottom rung of loot it comes from anywhere and token slamming all right i'm okay with this if this is half of the idea if if they don't do anything subsequent with the vendors or other loot pursuits I'm not okay with this. Okay, this is a this is a contingent, uh, this is a conditional uh, position that I'm taking. I'm only okay with this if this isn't the whole picture. I, I don't feel like this is the whole picture. So let's talk about what I think is going on with the vendors. Luke Smith indicated, you know, in his director's cut, they want to reinvigorate core activities. They want to reinvigorate some of those things. They also want to look at reissuing some weapons periodically. And Dylan said that anything reissued will have new perks on it. Let's ignore the reissued weapons for just a moment and talk about reinvigoration. This feels like items are going away in order to make space for other items. One of the things of note that really that really took people by surprise was if you still need a weapon or weapon roll from the current Vanguard, Crucible, or Gambit playlist and it's not on that list of 30, go grab them now. That, to me, means you're cycling stuff out. In my mind, stuff is cycled out to make room for other things. You're not just cycling stuff out for the fun of it. Obviously, they're going to cycle stuff out if it's been sunset. There's no reason to drop sunset weapons in the whirlpool. That would just frustrate people. But generally speaking, whenever you cycle stuff out of a vendor, it's to make room for new stuff. So at a very generic level, I think that's the side of the picture we don't presently have. I think they're going to be doing more with vendors than just the armor pursuit because the armor pursuit is annual. It's only annual, and it only changes according to decal. It's one armor set for Gambit, Crucible, and Vanguard, and it only changes according to the, uh, it's like a skin, basically, like a shader, like decals and stuff. So, to me, new vendor loot has to be coming with this. I'll go one further. If they're flattening out these, these loot pools, and they're moving some of it around and retiring some of it, that would mean those activities will also then be getting reinvigorated with new loot, like the Gambit guns that I guess will be missing. Uh, let me reread that. Yes, Vanguard, Crucible, or Gambit. So if there's Gambit guns you don't see listed there, you need to go and try and get them now. 
To me, the only reason to take that stuff out would be to add more. Now, they might be applying the formula of, well, these Gambit weapons are being retired eventually, or it's anything pre-Shadow Keep. So... The gambit weapons are going to be sunset. Does that mean when they get reissued in this in this Ingram next season, will they then have their sunset timer reset if they drop? Will they have their sunset timer reset if you already have them? These again are questions we have. I don't feel like we have the full picture here. I do feel like Bungie needs to give a little bit more clarity on what exactly is going on. And if you're going to be taking those items out of gambit, what's going in their place, if anything at all? That again leads me to theorize this is step one of the reinvigoration progress uh, project if we're going to reinvigorate strikes if we're going to reinvigorate gambit and crucible we need to start putting more stuff in there this is a way to do that this is just going to be a generic okay it's going to be a generic engram at the bottom rung it drops anywhere it drops from token slamming there will be then weapon pursuits above that superior to these old reissued weapons or more appealing than these old reissued weapons also keep in mind the redacted engram really drives you to go wherever you want and to focus it and to get the drop that you want so if you're trying to get the new seasonal armor or new seasonal weapons the redacted engram is there as well but that does also mean that these activities feel like they're going to be lacking in loot if you're only chasing new seasonal or getting generic drops Reissue, I don't think is a concern because Dylan confirmed those would have new perks. He also confirmed that the general focus of the seasonal content will not be reissued weapons. He's like, if you're holding out hope for a bunch of things to be reissued that you miss or you really want the focus of a season to be a bunch of reissued guns, he said that will not be the focus. And the few that do get reissued will have new perks or balancing changes or things like that. So I am, I'm conditionally okay with that, right? I'm conditionally okay with that, but I do think this runs the risk of really, really diluting the identity of all these activities and then also confusing players about what's the best way to pursue gear. I'm hoping that I've got it right, that it's just a low-rung hierarchy choice and that there's better loot and a reinvigoration of loot in these activities because if not, they're going to really, really go by the wayside. As always, you can join me for these Q&A sessions and discussions at saynotorage.com and as always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about the World Loot Pool update. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you could probably catch me live right now at saynotorage.com. If you want to catch these entire episodes as a podcast, you can look for SNTR Presents on any podcast platform. And if you're on YouTube, hit like, share, subscribe, and the bell button really, really helps me out. These videos and podcasts hit the feed at like 8 in the morning, usually every day. So if you're hearing this and it hasn't hit reset on the 26th of May, you can go and get Powerful Friends mod from Banshee. This is not a drill. Um, (laughs) If you missed it, I am sorry. This will be like salt in the wound if you hear this episode after reset on the 26th. So (laughs) I would uh, strongly encourage you to, if you hear this, don't run. Uh, don't run, don't walk, run to Banshee and get the Powerful Friends mod. It's very, very strong. So, let's jump right into the questions. Death Longshot, I am super excited to see what next season and year 4 have in store for us, since it seems apparent that next season is going to be Max Light 1050. What's the probability that Bungie brings in new content higher than Grandmaster Nightfall? I do not think that they will do that. They, they're not going to bring in something hi- higher than Grandmaster. Grandmaster will scale up to the new thing. You gotta remember, Grandmaster has on Contest Modifier 
to ensure that the delta is in place. So even if you go crazy and you get like a really really high artifact or something, that that's not going to that 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 pressure isn't going to go away if you if you go in at like a 1050 or a 1030 or a 1040. None of that's going to change even if you go in at a higher level. So grandmasters power delta should be maintained in the new season. Uh, and it should just scale up with the new season bumps. One of the concerns people have had with sunsetting is like the power level continues to move. Keep in mind, whenever it moves, there's always the base level power level entry that everything gets brought up to. So when strikes hit 750 or pub events or anything like that get raised, they're going to raise all your gear just like they did when they made everything 750. They made all your gear 750. So if once a year, Wait a minute. if once a year they raise the, the, the floor of the power level, your your loot will also get that raise as well <clears throat> and then that will maintain the the structure in the game there's going to be that spectrum of entry level all the way up to grandmaster my name Corey. are you concerned that bungie won't be able to keep up the pace of replenishing weapons or armor season over season specifically gaps in weapon archetypes it seems to me that they're setting themselves up for potentially hard fall I need to do a video about elemental primaries because I do believe if they make a return to elemental primaries and then in addition to that they make a return to uh, somebody gives it a sub to state quesadilla you guys are ridiculous if they make a return to being able to change elements on your weapons I actually think that frees them up a lot and it can keep archetypal vacancies from happening that happen a whole lot less a whole lot less Presently, one of the reasons archetypal vacancies are going to exist is because you can't get an arc rapid fire shotgun after so long. You know, the the Badlander gets sunset or something. That, that that might need might not be accurate. I just said that off the top of my head. That could be an inaccurate thing, but you get the point. Like eventually, something gets sunset, and then that archetype with that element is missing from the game. I think a return to all primaries being elemental and being able to change the element really really I think removes a lot of the pressure to fill in archetypal gaps I don't know if they have any desire to do that but I think that they should and I think sunsetting gives an even greater reason for them to do it if only for their own you know bandwidth pressure to and I'm not trying to make this so they, they oh they can make less weapons like, truth be told I think roughly 30 weapons every season is fine I'm not talking every expansion I think the expansion should give quite a bit more than that but every three months, getting roughly thirty weapons, I just think is fine. This is not. This doesn't have the gear depth and the weapon depth of another of like an, a true MMO. This is this is MMO light. It's an action MMO, and I don't think the, the the combat and the loot depth would would really require more than that every three months. That's a lot of stuff, and especially if they're going to create you know new perks and new loot hierarchies, then we we know that there'll be stuff that we want to chase every season. I personally, I'll even go as far as to say this. I would prefer going into a season and really going after two or three weapons that I believe are stellar versus what I did in Season of Dawn, which is get a bunch of god rolls on weapons that are interchangeable with existing weapons. So I'm I was more doing like a checklist. It was it was almost like grocery shopping. Once I got a god roll on each weapon, I kind of checked that box. 
there wasn't really like a standout one or two weapons because I, I think that's something that people are concerned about they're like well there might only be one or two really good weapons a season that I really want to go after yeah, yeah okay isn't that better than the muted bland thing we do now where I just checked all the boxes for season of dawn Outside of Martyr's Retribution, the people that skipped on Season of Dawn, they look at a lot of the weapons that I got and they're like, yeah, but I don't need any of that stuff. It's virtually the same as the stuff I have now. I didn't really miss out on anything. You you went and chased all that stuff and it was just like a checklist. Now it's all just sitting in your vault. So it's, there, there are two ways to view this. I'm not acting like that's like the end of the matter and that's why Sunsetting's better. But for me personally, just from my personal perspective, I feel like that's far better. To have a couple really, really good trophy treasured items throughout a season instead of 20 just kind of like standard weapons that all, you know, kind of fit the bill of things I already have. But I'm just checking the list of like God roll, God roll, God roll, God roll. And even the God rolls aren't that exciting. Oh, geez, it's ghetto. We all know that Bungie doesn't have 600 new weapons in the pipeline for post-sunset era. Will players be more mad now or later after the reskin era? Well, you're creating an era that Dylan has assured us will not exist. They said, if he said, if you're coming to a season with the hopes of getting a bunch of reissues, like if you have like a laundry list of reissued weapons that you want to see come back, he said they will not be the majority or the focus. So there's, there is not going to be a reskin era. There isn't. This again is, we, we, we went round and round on this this morning. I, maybe I need to do another sunsetting video. Oh my gosh, another one? Yes, where I say, I believe there's a categorical difference between the present state that we feel of disappointment. We don't have a lot of confidence in Destiny right now in Bungie. The game's in a bad place. We're disappointed. We don't feel super good about the game. And we don't exactly have a lot of confidence in Bungie making a bunch of great stuff because this season kind of stung, okay? That is an emotional response to disappointment and an emotional state. I, I actually am there with a lot of people. We're in a bad spot right now. This is a pretty weak season. That is in a different category than argumentation against the system. Argumentation against the system cannot come from a place of like doubt and skepticism. That's not really substantiate. You can't really substantiate or falsify. I can't like falsify your position if it's purely like emotional disappointment, skepticism, anger. Like that's not really a position I can engage with. It's just you being angry, right? So when I look at this, I think to myself, let's leave the emotion on the on the side for just a second. And look at everything they've said, from Andrew Hobbs' tweet, to Dylan's interactions with people on Reddit, to the TWAB, to Luke Smith's, you know, director's cut. And all the things they're saying, I'm like, yeah, that sounds pretty good. And people are like, well, you you just assume they're going to do it. I, I think it's safe to assume when they say they're going to do something, they're going to do it. And I know Trials has everybody been like, well, yeah, but they said they were going to, they were going to, you know, they, they wanted to stick the landing with Trials. They didn't want to come back half-baked. That feels a bit like a cherry pick. Most of the promises that they've made recently with quality of life updates have been good. They made leveling easier. That was a promise that they made for this year, and leveling is easier. They added more investment and more statistics for our loadouts, and they did that. The the customization depth that came with Armor 2.0 was such a strong, strong improvement for the game. If, if, if we're going to use the analogy of, of, of baseball, which is I, I like to use this because I feel like this season was a bad inning. They didn't get anybody on base. They didn't score any points. It was a bad inning. 
that doesn't mean that the innings prior to this weren't solid with you know I feel like they got a lot of people on base in season of dawn I feel like they had a couple of home runs in shadow keep I feel like in my mind that gives me confidence that we can get a good ro- get through a decent rotation here and have better innings with more runs and more points on the board and then that creates I think to me that's where I think my confidence stems from I said it this morning if a really bad and disappointing season makes you think that they can't make good content then couldn't I also say well they have made good content that proves they can you see what I'm saying we 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 both can have that position oh well this season sucks therefore I don't have confidence in their ability to make good stuff and I could be like okay well Taken King, Rise of Iron, uh, Forsaken, Shadowkeep, those were all amazing, really good deliveries. They were really solid pieces of content, and I can then do the same thing you're doing. I just go to confirmation bias to argue for, oh, I think they could make good content. Here's good content that they made. You can go to a bad season. Look at Drifter. Like, look at Drifter into Opulence for all the proof you need that they can completely fumble a season and then bounce right back the next season oh well that was Vicarious Visions even still Black Armory was good too and it was before Drifter and that wasn't Vicarious Visions like we can have really low points in the game that doesn't mean we always stay there Puffhead Bungie just proved that they can properly pull off sunsetting this past week Fellwinters, with its choice between four very desirable shotgun perks, just sunset mindbenders. How are people not seeing this? This really isn't a question, but I do think that maybe this was well-timed. Because the mindbenders grind is one of the ones that often gets cited by the PvP crowd as being like, I spent so long trying to get a mindbenders, and now you're going to sunset it. Now, keep in mind, I agree with them. I do not think grind should last that long in a sun's in a world of sunsetting. I don't think so. I think we need to really, really push on Bungie for that. Listen, you guys need to give us more intentionality and more generosity. It's stupid to have somebody grinding four or five months for a gun and then to have it sunset half a year later. That, that that's 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 not a proper loot grind. Okay. That's why I think that they're probably considering having raids last longer because a raid grind might take a month or more. And then that could feel like a pretty big bummer if it takes you almost the entire season to get everything you want out of the raid, and then by the end of the season, you're now staring down the barrel of uh, you know, three seasons of viability instead of four, so they're letting raids last a little bit longer. I do think, though, that the shotgun is well-timed to really soften the blow of people that are like, I don't want to lose my mindbenders. Don't worry, when your mindbenders get sunset, we basically gave everybody this amazing shotgun to fill in that gap. That also means they probably have better tricks in their bag because if that shotgun is so good in PvP, then that means they probably have even better things planned long term, I would think, if they want to unseat it, if they want to have, you know, aspirational rewards. Should people from one side of the game be able to do almost no work for something that the rest of the community spend a very long time on? I'm not going to get high and mighty about that, Paris. I mean, I... I... It... I think in Bungie's mind, it was going to auto-complete itself, and people weren't running the event because the event sucks. If the tower event would have been the sundial, I don't think you would be able to say that. Think about it. If we would have had to grind the sundial X number of times, go kill Initam X number of times, as step one of the quest, I, it would have happened automatically. Did you, see, did you see my point? I think in Bungie's mind, when they originally conceived of this concept and this quest, it was just going to complete itself, and nobody was going to be like, well, you didn't contribute enough. It was meant to kind of get done on its own. (laughs) Risey. 
off topic with morale at an all-time low i actually think this is right this is probably the all-time low for d2's morale uh, year one got pretty dark but this is uh, post forsaken this is the lowest we've probably been this is lower than drifter in my mind maybe a nice story mission to bring closure to the season of the worthy I mean, tomorrow reset, anything could happen. They could do some cool cutscene. They could do something with the Almighty. They could do one final hurrah with all these war mind bits that we have. I mean, what in the honest to goodness frick? I mean, I, I have almost 10,000, and I'm not even grinding hard for them. So, I mean, I, <laughs> I have a lot. JFGC. With sunsetting in the coming year, players risk receiving weapons in their twilight, but constantly cycling weapons out of the pool will create the year three availability problem we've discussed should a separate ingram be allocated for outdated loot well no like thank you for giving this up to dark divination uh thank you for that dark phenomena listen i get where you're coming from you don't want guns to go away we don't like that idea but this is like the bottom rung ingram that was the point I tried to make in my video. I feel like they're trying to create like a, this is just kind of for anybody and everyone. If you're playing and you don't own the content, if you're grinding crucible, if you're token slamming, these are just bottom of the barrel items. Now they're not trash, but like these are not, I don't think meant to be aspirational guns. All right. Keep in mind, most of the people that earn these weapons are earning them in an environment where you won't feel sunsetting. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, these are the new blues. If if you're only token slamming and running crucible or pubs and you these ingrams are dropping, you won't even notice that they get sunset because you're not leveling them up and going into endgame content with them. And let me say another thing about that. If you are leveling up and going into endgame content, content why are you taking like world drop stuff with you wouldn't you want to aspire to get the better stuff there's a pursuit weapon every season there's a redacted ingram that lets you target the new guns and the new armor and high stat armor if you're more endgame minded i don't even think these are supposed to be on your radar does that make sense I'm not going to tell somebody how to play, but I think it's logical to say if you're endgame minded and you're trying to maximize how strong you are and you want to kind of deck yourself out for the endgame, you're probably going to be chasing the new guns from the season, which you can target in the activity from the season, or you can target them in the redacted ingram. The redacted ingram is also going to give you the ability to target high stat roll armor. There's also aspirational high stat armor pursuits every season. That's not an annual thing. They said that's a seasonal thing. So I've, I don't feel like you would be hovering at this hemisphere. This hemisphere of world loot, it rotates so you don't get something that's already been sunset, and it it's 30 guns that just kind of randomly drop anywhere in the world. I, I don't think... I think this is meant to be you know, tier one of the loot hierarchy. Tier one of the loot hierarchy. If, I, if I'm Bungie... I would create all those guns at that hierarchy to have a lot of the basic and same roles that we see right now. And then when you go up from that into the new content or a raid, that's where the new better stuff is. That's exactly how it should be. There should be, when you play when you play a game like this, there should be a sense that the general garden variety stuff that drops in the world, it ain't the same as like, the cream of the crop it ain't the same as like the top shelf stuff 
it's it's like that in so many games, right? Like it's just stuff that's just randomly dropping on the ground is like that'll get the job done. But that's not the same as getting like a multi-socketed item that you spend time on. It drops in a tough area and then you socket all these jewels and gems in it. That, and listen, I know people might be saying you're presuming a lot. You're really assuming a lot. I'm just telling you how this looks to me. If I'm an endgame grinder, why am I going for this ingram? This ingram drops everywhere. This ingram comes from token farming. I don't know about you, but my behavior doesn't really align with that if I'm getting ready for a dungeon or a raid. I'm, I'm going into the harder content. I've been grinding I've been, I've been grinding nightfalls right now at a thousand for better stat exotics. Like I'm not hanging out in those areas. And if I am, I should not expect to get anything that spectacular. Maybe I'm being a little bit too Neo seeing the Matrix right now, but I see all this being interconnected. I see everything being interconnected. They're not just creating loot hierarchy with sunsetting. They're also creating that hierarchy within game engagement. If you're just playing garden variety content or token slamming, there's just this general loot pool of stuff you can get. It's not bad. And then when you go up from that, there's like this next level of there's a seasonal pursuit weapon. There's the new season weapons and armor you can chase, the redacted ingram helps empower you to chase better versions of the armor and the guns and then you go up from there to uh, aspirational rewards like if when flawless gets adept weapons in season 13 raid weapons in season 12 I would just see to me like this all all of this makes sense to me the general loot pool ingram should never in, in my mind it should just never be the focal point of somebody who's who's gearing up to really go into the end game that's that's not I don't I don't know. I would rather be... And this is why I feel like we have half the story. This is why I feel like we have half the story. I do feel that this sounds like that both Gambit, Crucible, and Vanguard are having their loot pool thinned out to make space for new stuff. Why, why else would you do it? I mean, I guess for sunsetting, but what the frick does it matter if like Reckoning is dropping sunset gear? What's it matter? It's old content. The only reason you would thin out those pools and move that stuff out of the way is to make room for new stuff. Why else would you retire that loot? I'm going to go run Reckoning and nothing's going to drop? No, there's got to be new stuff slated for these activities. That's related to Luke Smith saying reinvigorate. And then that goes hand in hand with everything I just said. You go into Gambit, you go into Reckoning, Strikes or Crucible, and you're pursuing the new vendor loot. There's got, there has to be an actual vendor refresh. This system doesn't make sense without it. You'd be okay with the world drop loot like Last Hope in the old fashion? Yeah, there's got to be entry level gear that drops. You, you can't... You, listen, we have to be so careful with our expectations right now. You should not expect to get some new god roll, new perk, recluse level gun from token slamming or the, or the whirlpool. Don't you understand? Like, that's what I'm trying to drive at. Maybe I see it clearer because it's in my brain. They have to create a lower hierarchy of gear. There has to be, like, generic loot in the game in order for the true aspirational loot to stand out. That's what it feels like this ingram is there for. If, if you're just going to token slam Zavala or Shax and get potentially really new like recluse level perks, that's dumb. It shouldn't work that way. 
This entire system is being put in place, as Luke Smith said in his director's cut, to help them refuel aspiration so they can put stuff in the aspirational area of the game. That means if you don't go there, everything's going to be basic. I got news for you. I can already hear Reddit from the future screaming. They're screaming so loud, I can hear them from the future ranting and raving about... Oh, look, here's all these guns with the same perks we used to get, and they're going to be talking about guns in the general world loot pool, not understanding that sunsetting was put in place for aspirational loot to be better, not every single freaking gun in the game. Again, I'm telling you right now, that will be a criticism. People are going to run to light.gg, they're going to come over and say, oh, look at all the 30 weapons in the general loot pool. Yeah, look at all these rolls. It's basic. I told you they were going to do this. I told you they were going to resell our guns back to us. And it's like, that is literally not why they put sunsetting in place. Yes, there will still be garden variety, rampage outlaw guns in the game for you to use and enjoy your content. This is to serve the upper echelons of content to have truly aspirational gear, whether it's adept weapons in trials or good weapons in the raid. I I promise you those threads will exist and they'll get tons of upvotes because everyone's just like, yep, hit Bungie. Yeah, told you. It's like, that's literally, that is literally not why this system was put in place. Just read the way they talk about it. They are sandbagging criticism, empty, thoughtless criticism about how like, oh, I can't believe every weapon that drops in the game now doesn't have some insane, immaculate new perk system like we were promised. They're going to create expectations and promises that were never made to then be frustrated so they can, you know, perpetuate their, their, you know, absolute just treadmill of complaint. Just watch. It's, it's so predictable that I can tell you now what they're going to complain about because I know it's going to happen. I think it's okay to have a couple God roll weapons that can drop in the world though. Feels good to stumble upon a crazy gun randomly, right? No aspirational guns should not drop in the wild I disagree with you absolutely not no adept weapons and raid weapons dungeon gear uh, the pursuit weapons every season they should be noticeably better than anything that drops in the world pool the world pool is not there for that the world pool is not there for that now I'm not saying there can't be god rolls there could still be a very very good roll or or this is the god roll this is the best roll for that gun sure you, but you can't have aspirational loot dropping in the public space. In the same token, that's why I don't think you can have garden variety boring gear dropping in a raid. I was I was I was ranting about this earlier, okay? There was a tweet that got a lot of traction arguing for gun leveling to return to Destiny. And ultimately I said, that's a, a terrible idea. It's a terrible idea. Because what it does is gun leveling, basically in Destiny 1, the perks were not unlocked. You had no idea what the gun felt like until you invested a ton of resources in it. This was this this suggestion was for pre-motes of light, by the way. Pre-motes of light. So you couldn't just dump motes of light into the gun. You had to use the gun a junk ton and invest materials in it just to experiment with the weapons. And what I said this morning is... You can't take end game hardcore, like hardcore player behavior and drag it down into the general pool. It doesn't work. 
This is why really painful infusion didn't work. This is why really slow RNG-based leveling didn't work. Why? You're taking the behavior of the top level, the top players, not even top level. You're taking high engagement levels and you're dragging it down into the general pool of players, the casual pool, and it doesn't work. It short circuits every single time. Painful Infusion is now being walked back and history is being rewritten. Oh, Infusion should have never been put in the game. When championing Painful Infusion at the summit was something that a lot of the people that went bragged about. They said, oh, that was something we really championed. That Infusion should be painful. It's the same problem. You're taking hardcore player habits and trying to drag it down into the day-to-day player habits of like, I just want to equip certain guns and infuse them. Like, what the frick? Why does this have to be so painful and so awful? So, my response to Sweat is the inverse of that. You can't take, like, casual player engagement and drag it up into the end game and be like, oh no, yeah, adept weapons or or aspirational loot should drop in the public space. You can't do that. You can't casualify a raid and you can't hardcore the public space. It simply doesn't work. All you have to do is look at the the absolute utter disapproval and dislike for the Seraph Tower public events. You tried to drag like a hardcore more challenging environment into the public space and it just breaks down. It just breaks down. Now, I argued for a hybrid of gun leveling where you get the gun and all the perks work, but they're like tier one. So their efficiency and their efficacy is is noticeable, but it's not at its best. And as you use the weapon and invest in it, those perks level up and eventually hit tier three. And now your god roll has been, you, you call it like weapon mastery, right? Weapon mastery. The more you use the gun, you know, the better the perks get or something like that. So getting the god roll like wouldn't be the end of the grind for you. You then get to enjoy using the god roll, feeling it get progressively stronger. Instead of being like, here's a new weapon, you have no idea if you like the new perk combinations, better use it a bunch, or invest a bunch of material in it that you don't have to try it out. And again, you're taking endgame player behavior and trying to shove it into the, the generic level of the game, and it simply doesn't work. It, anybody who championed painful infusion and slow leveling... If you haven't been paying attention, your ideas have been shoved out of the game. They don't jive with like the garden variety player base, the more casual player base. Neither does gun leveling. There's a middle road, and I think that's one thing hardcore players always struggle with. They're like, well, I like this. Shove it in the game. Casuals do the same thing. Well, I don't like that. I'd rather it be this way. And it's like, there's got to be better spectrum and better middle roads here that enable hardcore players to invest in their guns, get truly aspirational root without without muddying the lower rung of the game. I guess I'm using MMO mind state. A lot of MMO games have some gear or weapons that you can get through raids until you get better gear, but a lot of the gear comes from the world boss scenario. Well, right, and that's not a bad sentimentality, but that just doesn't jive with the game that we're in right now. <clears throat> The, the, the idea the idea is the same every time I zoom out and I'm like you're taking something from the top shelf and you're trying to put it on the bottom shelf and it simply doesn't work it, it's 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 too heavy people that can reach the top shelf it's no problem for them they've got the currency they've got the they've got the engagement patterns they can do all those things you put that on the bottom shelf and then people walk away they're like I can't do any of this the, 
what I'm telling you right now, the, the player patterns would be worse if they brought back gun leveling. Because people would be like, yay, new loot, new guns, and they'd get one and be like, what the frick is this? I can't use any of the perks? What? No, you gotta use the gun a bunch or spend a bunch of currency. This is worse than infusion! What do you mean? I can't even exp- I, I can't even try the weapon out? It's the same idea. A hardcore person would look at that and be like, ooh, tons of mindless grind. I can't wait. I play eight hours a day. This will give me a sense of accomplishment. And that's why I feel like leveling up perks from a, a, a sort of a tier one up to like a tier three state would give you that sense of investment in your weapon as a hardcore player, but it wouldn't stiff arm the casual right out of the game of feeling like I can't, I can't even use the new stuff. I can't even celebrate the new perks. Like, what, what, what did we get recently? Like osmosis and stuff. You wouldn't be able to. You wouldn't even be able to experiment with it. You'd be like, well, now I have homework just to try this out. That was awful in D one. You'd spend all that time. Be like, I don't even like the weapon. <laughs> I, I, I don't even like the weapon. I just spent all that time. You know, throw it over your shoulder. <laughs> so, it, it, all that to say this, sweat. If they create truly aspirational loot. I don't think it need I don't think you can drag it down. I don't think you can drag it down into the bottom rung of the content. There just needs to be a very clear difference between you were token slamming for this or this dropped from a chest in a lost sector or this dropped in a public event. Like that's all just the bottom hemisphere. And then as you go up, things should just be noticeably so so good and so much better and so much w- more worthy of, of your use. And I think that if you could get some insane aspirational adept weapon in the public space, do you want to know what people would do? They would find the absolute fastest way to get to get ingrams to drop in the public space or to or to farm chests or something. Because that to them would be better than trying to run a raid or go to trials or whatever. Draven Studio with a brand new prime sub, thank you. Mike Lantis with eight months, thank you. Bring it back for the pinnacle weapons only, so that while you're doing the quest, you can use the gun. It's not a terrible idea, Tsuko, because if it's a static roll and it's a pursuit weapon that everybody's getting and investing in, I wouldn't be totally against that. That, w- that would be a unique thing to have pursuit weapons have their own sort of identity and their existence in the world would have a certain sort of theme. Yeah, long-term sweat, I would love it. It would be really, really cool to take your idea and maybe tweak it a little bit and to have random world bosses with a drop chance on something crazy good. And so then it's like, uh, that develops the rhythmic urgency. Yo, 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 this week, this guy is spawning. We got to go try to farm him. We got to go and try and get him. That is, ooh, there's something special there. But you got to be real, real careful with that. That's got to coexist in the ecosystem of Destiny. And currently there's no space for that. Destiny 3, maybe, you know, but stuff like that is certainly cool. But it has to be able to land in this ecosystem. BMO. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. They did that with the stuff on the moon. That was kind of there. That was real close. That was close. That was close. I think that that Vex invasion should have had a unique weapon. I was kind of disappointed they didn't do that. Even if it was just a reskin weapon, the way they did the reskins for Vex Offensive, they like put the leaves on them. I wouldn't have cared. It'd have been cool. It'd have been exciting. Like, oh, we dropped one. You know what I'm saying? Just feel like there's definitely room for items that you get through aspirational items as well. Well, you have to, yeah, aspiration stuff just needs to be in the aspirational content. Since they're adding reckoning drops to the world loot, what are your thoughts of them just canning the reckoning and adding all the loot to Gambit Prime? 
Could we do the opposite of what you said? <laughs> People that like Gambit don't like me. <laughs> Could we just get rid of Gambit and keep ragging? <laughs> but seriously, I would think that would be better. No. Um, I get where you're coming from. I don't necessarily think they need to get rid of Reckoning, but I would say, um, as I said a little bit ago, I think they're making space for loot updates in these modes, whether it's in Reckoning or Gambit or Gambit Prime. Um, I would say September is the time to finally pull the trigger on. We just need one Gambit. I definitely think that there'd be the, it'd be the time to try to do some kind of a quality of life update. Maybe they're going to save that for a season or something. Um, that would certainly uh, also help uh, as well. So I, I would think anytime, anytime you're gonna you're gonna thin out a loot pool, it's gotta be because you're putting something in its place. Rain the dark. With the world loot pool adding reckoning and gambit, do you see them yeeting those modes out of the game? Yeah, the last question was just about this. Uh, Wexlow, not sure how on topic this is, but would it be useful for Bungie's time? Uh, for them to reintroduce faction loot with a vendor refresh. We got this question the other day. I think at a bare minimum, factions could just come back and you pick one and you rank up throughout the season. And all you got to do is like you, like, I don't know, one or two guns a season. They're already in the game. And then the armor is already in the game too. Maybe when you token slam there, or maybe when you turn a package in there, like that's basically all you get from them. Uh, they, they don't need to do much with factions and people would be like, okay, this is at least better than literally nothing. I think they... Um, how do I, what, what analogy do I want to use here? I feel like they just churned up the water and made it dirty. And instead of people being like, oh, yay, faction stuff is back, people are like, well, yeah, it's cool that factions are back, but now you just got all of our attention drawn to the fact that factions have been out of the game for a really long time and we don't like that. Like, Bungie drew attention to factions and now people are like, like, actually, <laughs> instead of being like, glad that Dire Promise and the armor and all the stuff is back, people are like, well, thanks, man. You got all of our attention drawn to factions and now we're, now we're zeroing in on the fact that, like, factions haven't been in the game in a really long time and we don't like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, they probably shouldn't have done it. More Megadeth. Are the new buffs outlined in the TWAB? Pulse Monitor still seems useless to me. They talked about some other perk updates in there. I don't have them all in my head right now. Sweat. Do you think that there should be more ways to obtain world loot drops? If so, what would you suggest? Well, if uh, here's something I didn't say, and so I'm glad you submitted this question. If we backtrack a little bit to our world loot pool discussion... If that loot is meant to be super garden variety, super like bottom rung, then the drop rate should be really, really freaking high. Because if you are trying to get a certain roll on a particular one that you like out of 30, then they should be dropping all of the dadgum time. Public event finishes, one's in the chest. You do a lost sector, one's in the chest. You finish a crucible game, one of them drops. You finish a strike, you get some. They drop. They should be dropping from mini bosses, bosses, end of strike, end of game, end of everything. These things should be all over the dadgum place. They should basically be supplanting blues at this point. You know, it's like they. I don't know. They they should be all over the dadgum place. The question was pre garden discussion. I was assuming more like how we try to get last hope and old fashioned currently. Well, if they're dropping an awful lot, when you do finally get a roll that you want, I would think though that high drop rate would help with that it certainly wouldn't hurt um venom says 
Would you like a seasonal theme of weapons? E.g. next season, if Siva returns, we get Siva theme perks. This is one of those questions, like I try to be nice about this, especially when I see somebody who's new, but this is an example of questions that we kind of, we don't want to have because we have so many. It's just a very generic yes or no. Would you like to see seasonal themes to weapons? Well, first and foremost, they already do this. All of Saint weapons had a theme. The Vex offensive weapons had a theme. The Lecter and weapons had a theme. Uh, this season with the... Um, the Seraph weapons, they all have a theme. So you're kind of putting your finger on something that already happens anyway and just asking me if I want them to do it. They're de- they're definitely going to do it. Now, is it going to be SIVA? A lot of folks are speculating SIVA, so I'll just say, sure, why not? You know, I, I like SIVA as much as the next person. I loved Wrath of the Machine. It's all just kind of like a we'll have to wait and see kind of a thing. Val Riot. If Bungie are sunsetting static rolled horde of legendary weapons to drop from the world loop pool, do you think it's better time than ever to remove blue drops since legendaries will have their own hierarchy? We yeah, we just touched on this a little bit ago, and I love what you're saying. Cause I mean, I somebody said it in chat and I kind of ran with it and I said this could just replace blues. Just replace blues. You know? And you want to talk about saving space in the game. Right now, Bungie can delete all white and green items. Can you imagine if they could delete the blue items as well? They just aren't necessary. We don't need them for anything. I I, I, I would get behind this. Face Elskaller. What design philosophy do you see behind previous Pinnacle perks? And do you think that the new perks will echo old Pinnacle weapons? Or newer perks like Demo and Osmosis? I went on a pretty significant rant earlier when people are like, I just doubt Bungie's ability to make stronger weapons. And I'm like, well, you have a terrible memory because they spent an entire year adding pinnacle weapons that created a bunch of problems. So they've already shown they can create a better hierarchy of weapon, but with eternal viability, they created problems. They created the Delirium. They created Recluse, Mountaintop, Loaded Question, Randy's Throwing Knife, uh, Wendigo. All of these are best-in-class higher outside of the normal hierarchy weapons they're a whole new they are their own hierarchy okay now what's the design philosophy behind those pinnacle weapons were kind of a both and they were unique and they were powerful so they wanted to make guns that were really really unique but they were also really really powerful and so that's where I would say aspirational loot needs to try to land newer perks like actually I don't think demo is that new but osmosis is I don't think a lot of those new perks are doing enough so you can have a really good idea like osmosis but then I don't think it does enough if, if you're going to consider osmosis to be like an aspirational perk it needs to be way stronger than it presently is it needs to be changes the changes the elements and adds dragonfly it needs to do, you know what I'm saying if osmosis was put on an aspirational gun, my raid gun, I should be able to change the element by throwing a grenade and it should also apply dragonfly. Now that grates against my desire to see elemental primaries return, so you'd have to do something else with osmosis. Unless of course, well osmosis in an elemental primary environment would be nice because then you could change the element on the fly. It's solar by default and you can change it to arc or void depending on your subclass. Therefore your gun can have two elements and then they can have the two explosions or whatever the frick. So if I'm Bungie and I look at like Demolitionist or Osmosis or all these weapons to be like, ooh, what 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 does this look like on an aspirational piece of loot? I'm like, well, just make it do more. 
I don't get your argument here. They already walked back from Pinnacle, so why would they do all this and then go back to Pinnacle-type gear? They're Because precisely why they had to stop making the Pinnacles. You put your finger on exactly why they need to sunset. If they would not have nerfed or toned down any of those weapons, they just always get to exist as the best. Now, some of them didn't get nerfed. Delirium has not been touched. It got touched by the global machine gun nerf, but Delirium and Wendigo have not been touched. Loaded Question was not touched. Uh, Randy's, none of those were touched. But eventually, they're in another hierarchy. The only way you you have more guns in that hierarchy without power creep is you got a sunset. This is one of the things that I think gets lost in this discussion every single time. Sunsetting will not remove what is essentially a side grade. Okay, let's take. Let's take the Wendigo as an example. When Wendigo gets sunset, Bungie will suddenly say, we have room for a new aspirational level grenade launcher, and they add one, and I chase it and I get it. That is essentially a side grade. I'm going from one tip of the pyramid grenade launcher, the best of the best, to another really, really good grenade launcher. That is, in essence, a side grade. Let's be fair. It's unavoidable. That is just the way these games work. You will always be replacing your best gear with new gear that is the best. It's it's not infinite vertical leveling. It's not infinite vertical upgrades. That's not actually possible. So when people talk about it, that guy Prodigy from Reddit was saying that. He was like, infinite vertical upgrades isn't possible. Okay, No one's promising infinite vertical upgrades. No one has yet said that. Bungie said this enables us to create a higher level of weapon, more standout weapons, because eventually they go out to pasture in the end game. Right now, there is no gear hierarchy. Guns in raids and the flawless chest are barely distinguishable from other really, really good guns in the game, and there's no hierarchy. Everything is basically the same. The minute they made guns that broke out of that bell curve of boring, Loaded Question, Delirium, Wendigo, Recluse, it created a problem. Why? What did Bungie say when they stopped doing pinnacle weapons? What'd they say? The only way we're going to outdo these weapons is power creep. The only way you unseat Wendigo or Delirium or Loaded Question is you got to make a stronger version, and that isn't tenable. It's not tenable. You're going to create stuff that's too strong, taken to its logical conclusion power creep turns the game into a joke where everything dies instantaneously and the combat feels boring we're technically really strong i can technically make you strong right now i can give you a a a a hacked gun i can't do this by the way but you could do this in borderlands i could give you a hacked gun that one shots everything including a raid boss don't you feel strong no well why not nothing feels hard oh which you're technically strong Technically, you're really strong. You just one-shot Riven with the pistol. Why are you? Why aren't you happy with that? Strength doesn't feel like strength unless you're challenged. So power creep invalidates the feeling of power. You can't just keep making something stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. You just invalidate everything that's in front of you, and then it doesn't feel like a stronger weapon. It just feels like everything is trivial and stupid. So eternal side grades is unavoidable. Sunsetting creates an environment where that side grade feels a little bit better because it's harder content and the loot is therefore clearly better than most of the loot in the game. Right now, we're doing that anyway. 
we're side grading all the time the hand cannon in garden of salvation is virtually indistinguishable from most really good elemental hand cannons it's basically the same as the rest of them that's where I think there's a lot of there's a lot of misconceptions about this system. People are automatically, I think, going to jump to conclusions in year four because they're going to be like, oh, "I thought we were promised just amazing, crazy, strong weapons for forever." It's like, no, it'll create new a new hierarchy of weapon that will constantly rotate out. No, I mean literally. You can. There were guns, gumball that literally shot bullets that were like nine 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 like you would shoot anything and it would die it was a one hit i don't mean like absurd damage levels like you can do with some of the crazy builds i mean like literally it was a pistol that shot like every bullet was was max not all nines of damage it was stupid it was i'm not talking about like strong powerful builds um a johnny if I get a weapon in Season 11 open world loot pool that is currently getting sunset in September, like the Gnawing Hunger, will the new version still get sunset? This is a question I had at the end of my video that we don't presently know the answer to. Is that is that new loot pool in, in the summer getting like a updated icon? I don't know. I would, I would wager to say it's probably going to get sunset on its normal schedule. I don't think it's going to get like a stay of execution just because it got looped into that loot pool or whatever. The max power of the loot pool is actually one of the clear points Dylan said. Someone asked about Dire Promise. They'll have the max power of any season 10 weapons. Other weapons that are new to the season like Nature of the Beast being updated with random rolls will have a new max power level. There's your answer. I was leaning toward that. I said it's probably going to work that way anyway. They're not going to give you a stay of execution. Your Dire Promise is going to have the same the same sunsetting date. And then once an item gets sunset, it will no longer drop in the world pool because that's that's there's no reason for that. That's a less interesting weapon at that point. More relevant stuff lands in. Gnawing Hunger's already sunset? Well, then that's a reissue. Right? Oh, I see what the question is. What about stuff like the Gnawing Hunger? Yeah, that's really stupid. I don't even know why they're putting those in. In Gnawing Hunger, you're going to get it in the summer, and then it's going to sunset. I mean, I guess it's the world loot pool, which you're not really going there for endgame viable stuff anyway. It's supposed to be like bottom rung, but that is kind of dumb. I think they're just adding fuel to the fire of criticism there because people are going to be like, yeah, thanks for the gnawing hunger, Bungie. It's getting sunset next season. You know. Nothing is sunset next season. Well, no, they're talking about September, Ochi. You're going to be able to get the gnawing hunger in the summer from this new world loot pool, and then the gnawing hunger is getting sunset in September, and that's what people are, are, are highlighting. The new one will have the new symbol? I don't think so. Gnawing Hunger's already in the game as a randomly rolled weapon. It's not a D it's not a year one reissue like Uriel's Gift or Dire. Gnawing Hunger is It's not a new gnawing hunger. It's already in the game as a random roll. Dolent 
Uh, what do you think Bungie can do with planetary vendors and planet drops? Right now, it feels like there's no reason to go anywhere but orbit in the tower. This is one of those things where I don't know what their bandwidth is, but I've consistently been harping on this. Why not do something with the planetary vendors, right? Um, even if you had a road, like, so these 30 whirlpool guns, okay. It, there's definitely weapons in there that people want to go after, and you could really divide these up between all the planet vendors. You have, what, eight planets? Right? Or it might be more than that. <laughs> it might be more than that, right? I mean, I don't even know how many we have at this point. Two, four, six, eight. Well, it's nine if you include the Dreaming City. Nine. Let's imagine we're going to get another one in September. That's ten, all right? Well, that means you can put three guns per planet. If there's 30 guns in the world pool every season, 30 guns, 10 planets, because there'll likely be a new one in September, that means you can put three guns per planet every season. So the generic world pool is dropping, it drops from token slamming, but let's just say you really, really want that... Um, what was the one everybody was highlighting that people would really, really want? The, 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 the beast. Nature of the beast. Well, you could find that on whichever planet it's been assigned to and have it be like a boon or a bounty or something. Oh, I'm sick of bounties. Oh, nation of beasts. Well, you could find whichever planet has nation of beasts and then maybe have a slightly intentional, not super intentional because it's still the generic whirlpool but a slightly intentional grind. Now, all of a sudden, all the planetary vendors have at least something going on, and you could rotate the items week to week so that, you know, I don't know, if you're really going after the... It is Nature of Beasts. Nation of Beasts is the last wish hand cannon. Yeah, it's Nature of Beasts. Yeah, Nature of the Beast, you could then be like, well, this week it's here, this week it's there, and that kind of keeps things fresh in your loot pursuit of that item. Jerdoom. Should normal world engrams be uh, able to be targeted farm like redacted engrams, or would that make the game feel too transactional like the end of dawn? I tend to agree with your latter part of your question. It would feel too transactional. I think it's okay to just have like generic loot dropping. I, I, I really feel like this stuff should just replace the blue the blues. Agent Atwood. Do you believe that the worlds will be deleted? If so, how do you believe world loot will affect the planets being removed? Do you think loot will be added or deleted? I honestly at this point don't know. I could go either way on worlds getting deleted. They could completely destroy them. They could re like they could takeify them and terraform them. That the pyramid ships could do some stuff that, you know, would uh, I think would make them totally different or something. Um, in 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 that realm, it, what would that do to the world pools? I don't know. I would hope that maybe there'd be cooler stuff on the planets themselves that have maybe have their own loot pool. Um, so, Risey. What do you feel Bungie needs to do this summer through TWABs, live streams, vid docs to renew faith uh, and the morale in the Destiny community after what has been Season of the Worthy and talk about sunsetting? I've been doing this long enough to know all it takes is a trailer. All it takes is a trailer and this this community tends to kind of go nuts. Just a trailer. 
That's it. Everybody will get excited again. I don't even think they need to do streams. They seem to be kind of not wanting to do streams, and in light of the in light of COVID, they're probably not going to go to the studio to do a stream. Um, I would see that I could see them doing some streams for September. What the closer we get to September, but all it takes is a freaking trailer, you know. And people are like, "Oh my gosh, it looks awesome! I can't wait!" Ah! Like, it's just like. If there's one thing Bungie has mastered, it's keeping us interested regardless of the weather. Right? We are interested regardless of the weather. We're either really hyped and excited or we're burning Reddit to the ground. In either case, we're there's a there's a high level of interest. <laughs> there's a high level of interest. I mean, if I'm getting filleted on Reddit, then something's happening. Because Reddit usually doesn't talk about me. I'm not as popular as the YouTubers. You'd be surprised. Reddit's less familiar with me. They're, they're more familiar with the YouTubers. Because, like, historically speaking, I think they've interacted with the, the YouTubers more than Twitch streamers. I don't think they like Twitch streamers, like, at all. I think there were a handful of streamers that really, you know, set that trajectory in motion a long time ago. But... You know, and now they don't like any of us. Uh, <laughs> except they kind of like, they like Glad because he does his, like, he does his, uh, <laughs> he does all of his record breaking and stuff. So, but you know, you know that interest is high if even I'm being spoken of on Reddit because I don't get talked about that much on Reddit. And I got mentioned quite a bit on there recently. So, like I said, if there's one thing Bungie knows is that, or, or one thing they're good at is, man, they keep our interest really, really high, even if it's a stormy, stormy, crummy, rainy season, you know? <laughs> Excuse me. They have really, really managed to capture and, and captivate our, our minds and our passions, even if we're unhappy. Click fire. Do you think Bungie could combine the idea of forged weapon frames and menagerie targeted pursuits into the framework of Destiny in the general loot pool? Well, I don't like the idea of crafting or forging. I really, really don't. Um, so you gotta be careful. Like, what menagerie basically did was you dictated what dropped. You didn't dictate, like, what came on it. So you have to be super, super careful. Um, you gotta be really, really careful. So, your popularity has grown in the community the last year. Well, I think, yeah, I, I, I never liked thinking of myself in that way, but I definitely think I am. I've, I think my reach is a little bit larger than it used to be. But still, forget about me, right? Forget about me. Bungie has kept our attention for a long, long time. You know, it even when things are bad, Reddit and the forums and Twitter and YouTube are. Man, they're, they're kicking. They just keep on going. It's like the Energizer Bunny. <laughs> Some people are too old for that. Kids are like, Energizer Bunny? What's that? What do I need batteries for? Everything plugs in, charges itself. It's all proprietary. I don't know why they sound like that, but that was the voice I gave them. Do you think that World Loot should get a refresh? Planet ETC? Yeah, we already had a question about the planetary vendors, and so I, I, I think there's some attention there would be nice. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna die on that hill, though. It. It. I want more loot in the paid content, in the seasonal content, in the activities. We don't necessarily need to worry too much about like the planets, but that's why. That's why. Go back. A lot of my ideas about world loot and the vendors and stuff. I'm very careful in what I suggest, 
you're going to be bringing these 30 weapons every season? Okay, well that's a perfect fit to reinvigorate the planetary vendors. Why? Because you're already making the weapons anyway, right? You're already repurposing or or or, or reissuing or whatever and and making sure that loot pool is there. Well, then then put those in the planetary vendors. I don't want to go further than that and be like, no, they need to go to the planetary vendors and create all new loot, EDZ-themed loot, IO-themed loot. No, 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 no. No, I would prefer them to really focus on the new stuff, the new pursuits, the new activities. Now, Luke Smith wants to reinvigorate core activities. That might include world world pools and planets getting an update if it fits thematically. If we're doing something with Mars and Escalation Protocol one season and they're reinvigorating EP, you sure, you could go and do something with Anna Bray, but generally speaking, I don't want them to dip into the nine planets that we have, potentially ten in September, and to constantly be trying to reinvigorate and reinitiate those loot pools, you know? Um, I would, I would, I would caution against that expectation. That's why I said, you know, get capital out of those thirty weapons that you're bringing that are always here. Get some capital out of them. Why are you going to the EDZ? Oh, dude, uh, you know that that uh, that dire promise is there. I'm gonna grind for that today. If it rotates daily, then it's not always the same planet. Cade is. I'm not sure what that's supposed to say. Uh, with the idea of sunsetting, would Bungie refresh the loot from Menagerie and Black Armory or leave them irrelevant? No, 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 no. I don't think they'll leave them irrelevant. Uh-uh. In fact, I think some of this is in preparation of reinvigorating those pieces of content. And boy, oh boy, people are going to be... People are going, oh man, Lodo's going to be happy. They're finally repurposing Escalation Protocol. I have been saying that for a while. I thought they were going to do that this year. I thought in year three, every season, they'll try to reinvigorate an old piece of content as something free to do next to the paid content. You could do EP, Blind Well, The Forges, Menagerie, Reckoning. I mean, you could probably even do stuff with The Infinite Forest. Like, I've been, I have been singing that song for a long time, man. Re, repurpose those pieces of content. They have good mechanics, they're fun, and for the love of Frick and for my sanity, add matchmaking please please freaking add matchmaking if you're gonna bring back EP and do something with it if you're gonna bring back Blindwell and do something with it you better add matchmaking or I will blow a freaking gasket if we ever have to go through that conversation again I'll have an aneurysm on stream and probably die we if they ever do it again we don't we need matchmaking in those kinds of activities forges Menagerie, Vex Offensive, Sundial, that all, it works. Court of Oryx, Archon's Forge, Blind Well, Escalation Protocol, they know we hate it. Matchmaking sucked in Reckoning, though? No, 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 no. Let me restructure your sentence for you. Reckoning sucked. Matchmaking did not suck. Reckoning sucked. All right. <laughs> Reckoning was so bad. It's not. It's not matchmaking's fault. Okay, <laughs> non uh, non altered vanilla reckoning was awful. It had nothing to do with matchmaking. Uh, AC. What do you think could be added or introduced to help this game out? I am sorry. This is super generic and broad. I have to skip questions like that. With the new world drop Ingram contents and knowing they said that they wanted the weapons to be relevant, 
would you have any predictions for sandbox tuning for champion mods I don't have predictions about this but I do have a list of desires I think champion mods should be normal mods in the game no longer they should no longer be linked to the artifact and they should be able to go on any primary and they should be able to go on exotic primaries that's I mean that's that's a list that I have Jackaturo with the increase in lewd intentionality seemingly coming with the new Ingram, what ways might vendors stay relevant and how do they play into the larger loot picture? Man. Chat's been here enough, man. Chat knows what I'm going to say. What should they do to vendors? What should vendors look like after, if they really, really went hard and made vendors better, what should they look like? I've been saying this for so long. <laughs> You know, because I don't... uh, Yeah, obelisk. Thank you, Troll Annie. They should look like an obelisk. Like, I I don't like token slamming. Token slamming is stupid, so I'm actually kind of glad that Bungie is kind of nullifying that as a really good way to pursue stuff. If you were to make a vendor look like an obelisk, you level them up and you get perks throughout the season, I I think that'd be such a good treatment of a vendor. And then as, you know, Parasito's remembering my loot boon idea... Redacted Ingrams kind of fixes that. Because you could take a redacted Ingram to a vendor and do the thing that they're talking about, right? I want to. Oh, I got a redacted Ingram to drop. I'm going to take it to Zavala because he's got a new shotgun this season and I really want to get it. And you take it to him and you go to him and you spend all your currency from Zavala or you spend all your currency from the Vanguard to try to get that shotgun to drop. And, and those loot boons or those, I'm sorry, those redacted engrams would become more accurate and more refined throughout the season. Why? Because you're leveling him up. Like, leveling up vendors and having that have a benefit is just, it's just, it's right there. It's, it's as an idea, it's, it's right there for the taking. You did it with obelisks. Obelisks are basically a vendor. They look just like this. You went to the obelisk. They had the currency spend up here. They had the reputation gain. And then they had all these benefits and perks down here. Like, it's it's right there. It's just right there. It's just, it's it's a free, that's a free idea. Not even a free idea. You've already, you've already done it. It would be, I think it would be a huge, huge upgrade for vendors. And then you could take that idea and replicate it everywhere. Think, oh my gosh. Think about the elasticity of this idea. So if you're leveling Dead Orbit and you're getting benefits throughout the season that make the redacted Ingram better or or better for a targeted farm or better for a particular item, then you're going to take all your redacted Ingrams to Dead Orbit. And then you're really going to try and get that dire promise. Or you're really, really going to try and get that you know, high stat roll on the dead orbit gear. Don't you see? You can copy paste this system on every freaking vendor. You could do it on the EDZ if you wanted. Everywhere you go, you have a new reset seasonal rank with every NPC. And if you level that NPC up, you get benefits from them that are basically the same everywhere because that would be a particular reason. Like, well, I really, really want the the armor set from EDZ. It's It's been upgraded. And I want a high stat roll. Who gives a frick? It's got the seasonal mod slot on it. It lasts for a year. There you go. And then... Sure, tons of people would probably still ignore the planetary vendors, but I, the 
the public the, the the community lives in the public space you know i just vendors if vendors looked like that your experience as a hardcore pvp player and my experience could both be complemented and enhanced by our ritualistic daily and weekly engagement i i don't know they're sitting they're sitting on a replicatable reusable elastic gold mine with the obelisks just put it in every vendor it was december of 2017 when i started banging on the vendor drum we have we actually have a rank with each vendor did you know this you actually have a rank with each vendor you can go in and you can check your rank with each vendor i think you can check it on like dim and stuff why not have that rank come with benefits why not have that rank come with stuff you know it <laughs> <laughs> it just man it seems like it seems like such an easy one and even back then in 2017 when the game was a lot more simplistic man oh man it was I banging on that drum um thanks for stopping by bird bro uh duke of york they have done armor 2.0 and sunsetting in my opinion is one step closer to weapon 2.0 what is the next thing you think Bungie should tackle? Personally, I'd like to see more complexity in the difficulty spectrum, uh, or they do with the AI. Well, I'm going to stop you short there. I don't think they can do much with the AI, but I am. I'm going to. I would zero in on the same thing you're zeroing in on. Difficulty spectrum is awful in this game. It's terrible. Twelve negative modifiers and a super high delta. I got news for you. That truck isn't going to keep running. I don't think people are going to want to keep doing that. I, eventually, I think people are going to be like, is this all you have? Like, Grandmaster Nightfall is going to be so much more interesting. I think it should be six negative and six positive. And I think the positive modifiers should enhance and strengthen the seasonal mods to push people forward to experiment and try things out. I think Grandmaster Nightfalls this season could have been an absolute home run if half of the mods enhanced Warmind Cells. It, I've always said, when I go into endgame content that's supposed to be tough, it should be, they're really powerful and so am I. And that's not what that content feels like. It's, they're really powerful and we better hide or, or, or face tank or disappear. I put it another way the other day. Really, really strong amounts of pain in video games are either avoided, endured, or overcome. That's it. Those are your three options when you see a massive amount of pain in a video game. You you avoid it. I'm not going to freaking go in there and do that or we'll just invis past everything because the pain's too high. Pain thresholds in games get too high and avoidance goes up. People either don't engage with it or they try to cheese it or get around it. All right? So there's avoidance. There's endurance of, well, let's endure the pain, bubble, you know, well of radiance, just freaking grin and bear it. We're just enduring the pain. We're just face tanking. And then there's overcoming the pain. Overcoming pain points in, in Destiny, I think, shows itself at its best in King's Fall. Oh my gosh, there's a new pain point. Light Eater Knights. Okay, we got to spin these plates to make these balls stay alive. Don't let orcs kill us. And now we have another pain point. We have light eater knights. Now, I can't avoid that pain point. No knight strategy was freaking terrible. It's not really a pain point to be endured because it's a mechanical pain point. It's overcome. I overcome it. And oh my gosh, you're, listen, I want you to think about your most memorable moments in Destiny. 
it's not when you endure a pain point it's not when you avoid a pain point it's when you overcome a pain point your most your, the most fond memories you have of destiny whether it's in a raid or when something finally cool happened it was you overcoming pain not enduring or avoiding it and right now the end game is th- that's the only shade we get in grandmaster it's either pain avoidance or pain endurance Overcoming pain is so strat is oh my gosh, it's so satisfying. You remember the time that you got a bunch of the, the I, I remember the time that I got all four light eater nights. I remember that. I remember running three cannons at Wrath of the Machine. I remember like finessing Wrath and slamming the plates and getting really good bakes on the boss, like two phasing or three phasing felt so good back then, because we weren't spoiled by one phases, because we're way stronger now than we ever were in D1. We're so spoiled by one-phasing. We think one-phasing is the standard for raid bosses. Gee, many freaking Christmas. People are spoiled. Your best memories are not when you endure or avoid pain. It's when you overcome it, because that feels awesome. You feel like you are powerful and a god-killer. And I don't, I, we, we have lost that. We, we just have absolutely lost that. It's, now it, just all, it all feels about endurance. That's why I hated Heroic Menagerie. It wasn't exciting. It didn't feel like I was overcoming pain. It felt like I was enduring pain with bubbles and wells. Next question. Cool fusion. What are some ideas of new perks that could be added to world drops to make them feel fresh? I am sorry. I I like this kind of question when I'm not doing Q&A, but right now off the top of my head, I don't want to do that because I just end up rambling and uh, this is better suited for non-Q&A. I know it's fun if you were like, oh, he doesn't like fun questions. It just doesn't work for this format. It's too, I have to be too off the cuff. Um... If redacted engrams aren't used for focusing the world loot pool, then what loot pool are they being focused on? Um, it was the new stuff. It was the season 11 guns and armor. And as the redacted engram grows, you can focus for like high stat armor and stuff. Now, because as far as I know, maybe I'm wrong about this. Can you focus a redacted engram on that 30 weapon pool? Is that even possible? I thought the example they gave was that you could take the redacted engram to the bunker and focus it to be like just these two weapons could drop. You take the redacted engram to its to its area of context and then it has a chance of dropping those items. Current season or the six returning. Thank you. Yeah, it's the current seasonal stuff or the six returning weapons. Thank you. Yeah, it's not the 30 whirlpool stuff. It's totally separate. Yeah, and the new armor. Uh, aspect. Do you think that they will ever go back to the old planetary system with both tokens and plants? LOL. Maybe in a future season? I don't know. I don't think so. Oh, that Arab guy. Do I have to... Uh, under, have I understood this correctly? Redacted engrams don't include world drops, and therefore I won't be able to target farm and gnawing hunger. No, yeah, we just we just hashed through that a second ago. It's truds. Should we be worried that this loot pool only features two updated weapons from year one? All others are currently obtained, but current version sunset. Do you want to know why that's probably pretty encouraging, truds? Didn't they say if it gets sunset, it gets replaced the next season? So wouldn't that mean there's a lot of stuff they have planned for even just this engram in September? 
which gives more credence to the theory we've been going on that like September is going to be beefy because it was originally planned to be D3 with the pyramid ships as a springboard so it'll be probably the largest expansion of Destiny 2 loot wise at least I don't think sunsetting in a lot of these systems they're outlining I don't think they work unless they have a mountain of loot for September it just doesn't it doesn't work there'll be too many vacancies look at that look at that picture floating around of weapons that will be infusible for endgame it's it's so thin there's got to be a ton of weapons planned for September unless they're just banking on the endgame crowd not caring that doesn't make any sense if Luke Smith wants to reinfuse I'm sorry refuel if he wants to refuel aspiration that that gun list of unfusable guns that ain't it that ain't gonna reinvigorate aspiration at all there's gotta be stuff coming I've said this before the last time they they hit the loot pool this hard they dropped an absolute just atom bomb of content with the Taken King I the only time I think Bungie's willing to hit the loot pool this hard and this dramatically is because they have something enormous that they're bringing they don't do stuff like this haphazardly they simply don't why do you think when they started doing random rolls they didn't just immediately add random rolls to every weapon why do you think when they did forsaken they didn't sunset everything because they didn't have the loot to back it up if they're going to pull this rabbit out of the hat I'm telling you they've got something big planned it simply wouldn't work why wouldn't they announce that though give them time homie this is the pattern with Bungie they do the housekeeping first they do these blogs first about nerfs and changes and adjustments and then they get to the goods I'll give you an example that's very relatable they did blog posts about nerfing the damage perks before they did like a stream about armor 2.0 and the new loot and the new and shadow keep they get the housekeeping out of the way first every time they don't want it muddying up the announcement they want to be able to walk out and be like ho ho here's the new stuff and then that's all they have to say instead of being like here's the new stuff also along with this new stuff system wide changes sunsetting this thing that thing this nerf it muddies the waters they always get the housekeeping out of the way first so then their marketing can just be pure hype it's very strategic actually it's very strategic they don't have to they don't have to fiddle around and and muddy up a blog post or a stream with like you would honestly even if it's not strategic from a hype perspective you'd feel like you were drinking from a fire hose you'd be like okay hang on how many weapons what's this a new planet what's the activity what's this other change what's this world loot pool what's a redacted ingram what is sunsetting what is this what is that what are you doing to the eververse what are you doing to bounties they're getting rid of all the housekeeping now so they can have a pure streamlined marketing message going forward it'd be impossible to keep it all straight they always do this man they get all the painful housekeeping out of the way first listen you want to know why I, I, I even more now that I talk about it why I think there's something big coming in September why in the frick are they talking about year 4 right now why they're making tectonic shifts to make space for whatever they're doing they don't typically do this now right now they should be setting the stage for the summer and they're not man this goes right in line with one of my predictions that the summer and September are linked together arm in arm and they gutted this season to make that happen they're literally going through housekeeping changes and and adjustments and talks now about September alongside stuff for the summer wow it's kind of like 
they're, they're linked almost, right? They're doing stuff now and then. It's all linked in their mind. They also always wait for September to update reveals after all the details of the last summer DLC has passed. Yeah, they're also, yeah, exactly. They're not going to market anything for September until summer's been delivered. I bet you we get two weeks into the summer DLC, the summer season, and they start talking about September. Once they hit maximum saturation of sales, it's time to start talking about the next thing. It's way early. It's a terrifying thought. What do you mean it's a terrifying thought? It's a good thought. They have so much that they're doing and so much plan. They had to start talking about it now. <laughs> I don't know. You think it's going to be one weekend, Wheezy? You might be right. I think I originally said one weekend. I, it's one, one or two weeks. One or two weeks. And they're going to immediately start talking about the September stuff. Uh, you, uh, Go Gators gifted a sub to Minty Fresh. Travisy gifted a sub to Ulysses Sees You. Wolvenland, Leroy Jenkins, Multiplied, and Swamp Donkey. Colo. <clears throat> oh my gosh, I've been going slow today. Do you think that this engram is indicative of a vendor refresh beyond? I have essentially said that I believe there is something like that coming. I don't think that we have... Um, I don't think we have the full picture just yet. You think COVID changes things a bit? Yeah, it's possible. It, it, the, the marketing rhythm changes. Should they also sunset certain weapon perks like Rampage instead of constantly nerfing? Well, here's the thing. I believe that damage perks and reload perks have been nerfed. And I believe that the world pool and your garden variety basic loot, most of it will continue to come with that stuff on it. Because they're they're going to be your your sort of these are the basic weapons in Destiny. There's nothing wrong. Think about it like this. Think about it from this angle. There's nothing wrong with giving Johnny Casual a Rampage Outlaw or a Feeding Frenzy Swashbuckler. Um, even a, a really good role would be like Feeding Frenzy Multi Kill Clip with the new way they're describing Feeding Frenzy. That'd be a really, really great perk synergy. It's totally okay to give that role and to have those good perk combinations for Johnny Casual if there's aspirational, better hierarchy loot up above. It's totally fine. It's not a threat anymore. It's totally fine. It doesn't hurt anything. That's the garden variety loot. That's the base level loot. Yeah, let him have a ball with that. Yeah, it's a good roll. It's awesome. It's not as good as this up there. Also, also, that that cushions the blow a little bit for people to like have loot jealousy oh well only the best loots in the raid that's dumb or only the best rate loots in the in flawless that's dumb well if, if johnny casuals holding a great gun with a great roll on it they might be less apt to say that you know what i mean and bungie is well within their right to be like yeah we could increase the saturation of good to god roll weapons because those aren't the best weapons anymore there's a lot of benefits that comes from this because, and, and Johnny Casual gets a taste for, oh wow, when you get a really good roll on a weapon, it does feel a lot different. I think I might want to go up into the harder content now. I might want to go try and get some of that better stuff. Right now, everything feels the same. So even Johnny Casual has no reason to go up and uh, up and try to get anything better. 
it's 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 everything feels very similar everything looks very similar from a quality value standpoint all those hardcore streamers and players are talking about how the guns and the guns and their roles are virtually the same they're better because without Johnny Casual, they're not a viable business. Oh, homie, I, I am, I am the most, I am the most pro-casual content creator you will probably find. I've been accused of cas- wanting to casualify the game. I've been accused of being wrong about stuff because I take up for, you know, I take up for casuals probably more than any other content creator out there. Content creators have a tendency to get very jaded and biased in their engagement patterns, and they forget that 70% of the community doesn't play as much as them, well, maybe more. I think I've more consistently taken up for casuals than almost anybody, because I, I'm i kind of becoming more of a casual myself, and I've always said that I believe that their value cannot be overstated. <laughs> like, their value in the community cannot be overstated. Also, I think casual is a term that's tough to quantify, because... I believe there's a lot of casuals out there that are hardcore in their spirit. They can only play a couple hours a night, but dadgummit, they love this game and they've played it since day one. They're a casual in in practice, but they're hardcore in their spirit. They love this game and they, they, they talk about it and they follow it and they, they watch YouTube videos. They listen to my stream, but they can only put in a couple hours a night. I think casual is really relative because you could be a casual because you're busy or you just had a baby and you can't play as much as you used to, but man, oh man, you are super, super hardcore, you know? Lono so casually doesn't even play the game. That's right, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, I've, this is why I absolutely just gut check bad suggestions sometimes. I'm like, weapon leveling? It's it's a freaking awful idea. No. Really powerful and painful infusion? (laughs) Absolutely not. People are going to hate that. Because that this is not meant to be a game that feels the same everywhere. If it's meant to be a game that feels different at certain thresholds, then you can't have painful infusion, painful leveling, or gun leveling. But what you can have is aspirational content with aspirational loot, so you get out what you put in. That spectrum is something I've defended for a long time because it doesn't it does not stiff arm the casual and it doesn't starve the hardcore. Does that make sense? If you if you if you try and feed the hardcore player a game catered for them, you stiff arm all the casuals. They feel like they're in a hamster wheel and they can't get anything accomplished. If you over casualify the game, you make everything too easy and too basic and too accessible, you starve the hardcore player. How do you not stiff arm the casual? while also not starving the hardcore player. Spectrum. That's just a word that should be ingrained in everybody's mind if they're a team lead or a developer at Bungie. Spectrum. How does this land on the spectrum of player? How is this content, activity, or loot pursuit going to land on the spectrum of player? Where's the accessible entry point? Where's the hardcore destination? And can those systems exist in a a, a harmony? And that's why the, the Sarah Public Tower events were... It, arguably one of the worst pieces of PvE content Bungie's ever made. They're, they're arguably some of the worst. Why? There is no spectrum. The accessibility entry point was non-existent, and there was zero reason to grind at hardcore. It was just like, it's like, what is this content? It doesn't appeal to either person. Oh, get the, get the triumph. How? Other than glitching into an area or getting people to leave. 
You know, that's why that that event landed on literally nobody because it was like, okay, so it's not really accessible. It's 980, a thousand level bosses are showing up. It kind of takes some synergy and some awareness. It's kind of tough. So it's not really accessible to casuals, but it doesn't appeal to hardcores because there's no real reward structure that's worth grinding out that meat grinder of content. So it landed on literally nobody. (laughs) So you always ask the question, what's the spectrum? That's why people think I'm dismissive. It's not that I'm dismissive. I just can immediately see like day one, I said that about the tower events. People thought I was being negative. I was being overcritical. I needed to give it time. Oh, people will slowly learn it. Lono, the hive mind will catch on. No content sucks. It's not going to work. And it didn't. And when they did an event around it, it was worse because they had made it harder. So when someone's like gun leveling or really painful infusion, I'm like, nope. And it sounds like I'm being dismissive. It's like, I'm not being dismissive. That doesn't jive with the spectrum of the player pool. You're adding something that appeals to the top 10%, and that will not jive with the player pool because you're dragging that player behavior down into the into the garden variety level of engagement, and it disrupts the game in- immensely. Infusion was so painful and leveling was so bad, they had to add surge bounties every season after Drifter. And every season they had to have a conversation with us about infusion because people were so freaking tired of it. So you just, anytime, and this is one of the reasons why when I'm going through Q&A or people are making suggestions or we're talking about things, I think people interpret my, my quick dismissiveness with me being like a dismissive douche. It's like, no, 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 no. I sit here for eight hours a day and we hash out ideas so I can instantly tell what's not going to work. Why? Well, because I have a lot of casuals in my chat that will say that will I, I can almost hear their voices sometimes. I know what this person's going to say. They're more casual. I know what this person's going to say. They're more hardcore. So I'm in a distinct advantage to know almost instantaneously. I'm like, no, that idea won't work. And here's the eight reasons why. And people think that's like arrogant or being dismissive, but it's like, like, this is literally what I do. Like, I literally just sit and hash out every nook and cranny of the game. How could you make everything better, worse, or how could you improve on existing systems? So when I'm being dismissive, people want to take it personal. It's like, no, I just immediately can tell if an, if an idea is going to actually, like, literally crash and burn in the freaking game. And it's clear to see that ideas don't work, those ideas don't work, because Infusion, being painful, has slowly gotten edged out of the game, and slow, painful RNG-based leveling has slowly been softened up and made better as well. So if that's your sentimentality, you got to take it somewhere else. you got to take it to the upper echelons, which is raids, trials, and dungeons. You can't take hardcore sentimentality and inject it into weapon pursuits or leveling. Those are just garden-variety entry points of the game. You thought I was doing Q&A on the weekend? Yeah, time is a blur right now for lots of people. Um, Bungie said that they added the sidearm and the auto from Gambit because it's relevant to the meta. In the future, they said that they should, but should Bungie be bringing back guns relevant to the meta rather than bringing back guns because everyone likes them, sp- uh, like the spare rations? I, I don't, I honestly don't. Uh, I, I don't even know that was their reason that those particular weapons were relevant to the meta um, it, it's kind of a both and I think if you're bringing weapons back it should be both of these things Sid um, 
I'm a hardcore player and there needs to be balance between casuals and hardcore players where they should reward both parties with rewards that makes them feel accomplished. What do you think? When I say spectrum, you just describe spectrum. A spectrum that you get out what you put in. Menagerie is a good example of this. Six hardcore players can beat Menagerie in 10 minutes. That means every hour they've, they've beaten it six times. Okay? So they've gotten six guns. You can matchmake and bumble your way through Menagerie as a casual who's texting or not paying attention because you just got your feet propped. You're not trying to be some hardcore grinder. You're just playing some Destiny on a Friday night. And it takes you 20 minutes to beat Menagerie. Matchmade teams go a lot slower in Menagerie. It's just a fact, okay? After an hour, you have three guns. Do you see? It works. You get out what you put in. That that philosophy of Spectrum just needs to be everywhere in the game. The further up you level an NPC, you get more stuff. Your rewards are more refined and, and better. Okay, that's Spectrum. You put in a ton of time at the beginning of the season, and for the duration of that season as you grind for stuff, you're getting more rewards. You get out what you put in. So... I finish Menagerie 10 minutes every time. I get six guns, you get three. That's a pretty freaking big difference spread out over time. That's a lot more weapons that I'm getting than you're getting. And it's completely logical and it works. It's harmonious. You can't say that it's not fair. So anytime you approach anything in the game, that's exactly what they're... That's why I feel like I'm seeing where they're going. Bottom rung, general world world pool ingram. It's not really meant to be appealing to the hardcore player. Then you got the redacted ingram that lets you focus it, harness it, upgrade it, target certain items, target high stat armor. And then above that, you're going to have probably the pursuit weapons. And then above that, you're going to have the seasonal aspirational armor pursuit. And then above that, you're going to have stuff like raids and trials. It's just a spectrum. So everybody feels like there's something I can invest in and I'm rewarded for my time. This is why sunsetting, I just, I'm so pro sunsetting. Why? Because if you're going to have a spectrum of content and you're going to have a spectrum of required investment, the rewards need to land on a spectrum as well. And they haven't. That's why the game is just broken down logically for hardcore players. You do. You have a spectrum. You got the entry-level content. You had Vex Offensive, Lectern, Nightmares. Very, very straightforward content. Then you had Harder Nightmares. Why? Why do it? For mods to run the Nightmares, but then why after that? There was no reason. There was no spectrum of reward to run the higher the higher uh, level Nightmares. Okay? Then, you go to the dungeon, or you go to Garden of Salvation. More spectrum. This is great. This is perfect for the hardcore players. But the spectrum of reward isn't there, so it breaks down. It just comes crashing and burning for the hardcore players. They're like, "What? why bother? Why, why do any of that stuff? So without, without, spe- without spectrum, the game falls apart. And that's why when people hear about sunsetting, everybody's, I think everybody's getting lost in the weeds of like defending their, their four-month mindbenders that it took to get. And they're forgetting that if you're a hardcore player and you're at the top of the spectrum, you have been starved of tip-of-the-spectrum loot since the game launched. You don't realize that you're defending just table scraps when Bungie's trying to bring out the real meal. Like, you you know what I'm saying? You're, like, clutching these, like, bread rolls that everybody gets for sitting down. <laughs> right? 
you're clutching bread rolls that everybody can get. Everybody can get this level of gear virtually everywhere in the game, and Bungie's got better stuff back there they can bring out. Clean off that part of the table and let them bring out the real stuff. You don't want him to work for Bungie? You wouldn't be able to say some of his opinions? Yeah. (laughs) I have no problem consulting if they ever want me to consult. I'd hop on Discord video calls. I'd sign a thousand NDAs. I would love to be able to talk to someone. I would love... If I could have consultation calls with the raid team to talk about raid design philosophy and the design philosophy of hard to normal and King's Fall and Wrath and the internal currency and the value points of Wrath and and getting rid of the the design the, the revive timer wipe. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I would freaking love to be a part of like that think tank cuz even if raids get new loot, there's a lot of design decisions and de- design philosophies in raids that I am just not in agreement with. But that's for another day. Bin610 with 23 months says the GOAT. Dude, one more month and you get a gold badge for two years. Thank you. JD Gamer. Hey, Leno. Talk has come around about a controller aim assist in Fortnite and people are now seeing it being strong in Crucible. Should this be something Bungie should nerf at some point? Uh, I don't want to spend too much time here. I think this gets this can get overstated, but okay, but aim assist on certain items, I believe, is a problem. Okay, mouse and keyboard primary gunfights versus controller primary gunfights is probably in a pretty good area. I think they've done a pretty good job having those two input devices coexisting. Aim assist on snipers has to be. I think one of the more easily to display just sort of it's it's I don't want to say broken it's pretty easy to put on display how stupidly high aim assist is on snipers like it's very high um, and I say that as somebody who when I hit snipes there is a lot of the times where I'm like I didn't hit that snipe the game hit that snipe for me <laughs> the game hit that snipe for me dude like come on now Come on! Like, there are, there are definitely some times where you know, too, if you played enough, that, because I, I play controller. Aim assist on snipers, I think, does need addressed. Um, but I think the reason this gets overstated is most of the primary gunfights that you're getting into, you're not losing to aim assist. If you're running mouse and keyboard and you're losing, you're probably losing fair and square. Um, Arbalist is broken on controller on PC. Yeah, I've seen I've seen the tweets. So, and the real issue there is it's just, it's not just high aim assist on a particular gun type. It's high aim assist on a gun type that's a one hit kill. So, it's it's got multiple it's got multiple things that need to be addressed, and I they'll have to address it in due time. I don't know when they can, but it's. If you ever really, really want to get trials out of the rut that it's in now, that's definitely one of the things that would likely need to be addressed on PC in particular. I don't know what it's like on console, but aim assist on snipers on console is probably still a little high too. Jack Aturo. Uh, is it possible or likely that Bungie is creating a shared vendor loot pool to bolster activity only drops? This is another good theory that I should have put in my video. I think I intended to put this in there and I didn't. They're really wanting to drive us into activities. I said that after the last couple of TWABs, even their one about Eververse. I was just like, 
and the one about the redacted ingram like it kind of sounds like they want us to get our stuff from playing and not from like standing in the tower or from bounties uh, which is why I was pushing forward the loot boon idea. You know, you you buy the boon, and then that item has a chance to drop while you're out playing. Redacted Ingrams is very, very close to the loot boon idea. It's just in the it's in the reverse order. Um, it's high noon. When in your mind sunsetting wouldn't work? Not saying it's a bad decision, but what could make it fail? I mean, the only way sunsetting fails is if is if Bungie doesn't create the gear that we know they can create like earlier I used you know Wendigo Recluse the Delirium the Loaded Question the Randy's Throwing Knife the Mountaintop the Lunas and the Not Forgotten uh, the, uh, the the Breakneck I used all those guns to show like Bungie can create a, a another level or hierarchy of weaponry the only way Sunsetting fails is if they just absolutely don't do that if they don't do that if they're just like <clears throat> Oh yeah, here's 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 Rampage Outlaw. Like people be like, "What are you kidding me? Is this a joke?" I think I think the 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 immediate criticisms you're going to see in September, people are going to run to light.gg. They're going to comb over the roles and you're you're going to see posts about that. Well, 75% of the weapons have identical, you know, perk pools that we already saw. So what's the point of sunsetting? And they're going to be looking at guns that are in non-sunset activity sources, so that doesn't matter. If you get a gun from a non-sunset activity like Strikes or the general public events or Lost Sectors or a vendor, that stuff doesn't need to have better perks. That's not what that gu- that's not what that gear is there for. But you you dollars to frickin' donuts, those threads are going to exist. We're going to get less than 24 hours into September and that's what you're going to hear from people. Did I skip 36? Bungie has stated they will be changing pursuit weapons to be easier to obtain and they will only be adding one pursuit weapon per season. How do you think these will be implemented? There's going to be one pursuit weapon. Sorry, Sid. I didn't mean to skip your question. Um, There'll be one pursuit weapon and you can pursue it in either place. I don't know if they said easier. They just said you'll be able to pursue it in either place. Um... These are probably just going to be like cool and unique weapons. Listen, if there's a gear hierarchy and if the general loot pools down here and raid and adept weapons are up here, I see pursuit weapons landing in the middle. Like a bridge in between. Not quite as good as raid weapons or adept weapons, but it'll they'll probably be really good weapons. They'll be curated and they'll be well rolled. They'll be dope, but they're they're, they're not going to be at the tip of the pyramid. They'll be like right underneath of it as a bridge to be like you got your general whirlpool items you got these pursuit items you can grind for every season you get one every season as like a taste you know here's a taste of a slightly better weapon maybe you want to try to go and raid maybe you want to try and go flawless you know sorry I didn't mean to skip your question by the way uh, Kamikaze says with sunsetting in mind do you think or hope that we will finally see a fresh set of loot in the menagerie I mean, in light of what they're doing with the loot pool in this discussion that we've had today, it seems like they are setting themselves up to reinvigorate those uh, those other activities. Yes. By adding Gambit weapon to the open world loot pool, do you think that it could be a first sign of retirement of Gambit Prime? I don't know if this is a sign of a retirement, but we do know that eventually there's not going to be two Gambit modes. And yes, the podcast is tonight at 8.30pm Eastern. That's why Roundtable 
uh, is in the title to let people know where they can hear past episodes and whenever we do it, it's in the title uh, on Mondays, if we are doing it. Luke Smith has previously mentioned trying to focus on pushing people into the world. Do you think that this is the season that they have moved the guns out so the new ones can be pursued in season 11? Is this the right way forward? 100%. I, this is exactly the the theme of the twabs and the theme of the updates is go out and get your loot you know go out and get your loot that is why I said let's move away from weapon bounties let's go toward weapon boons because you'd pop the boon and then just go run activities and then the weapon would have a high likelihood of dropping you know as opposed as opposed to what we've been doing which is very transactional I'm going to start having to go really fast, so don't take offense if your question gets glossed over. A lot of repeats are going to start happening. Do you think that they should remove Reckoning completely or refresh the loot? We've already answered that. Uh, do you think that we will get more recluse-type weapons in the general loot pool next season, or will the good stuff only be at the top? Yeah, we already addressed this. I don't think the general pool is going to have aspirational loot. That defeats the entire purpose of having aspirational loot if you can get it from grinding a lost sector or public events. Pure 36. Do you feel that Bungie should implement raid trials and Grandmaster Nightfall loot to players in the world pool one year after the content releases? Here is something that we didn't touch on, and I'm glad you asked this question. This is actually really, really good. Once loot has been sunset, then yes, I believe it could start showing up in the general loot pool as like a, hey, this was a grandmaster or this was a this was a, a, a piece this was a gun that was really hard to get in a certain section of the game and now it's down in the general loot pool. Now you can't do that with trials or the raid, but you can certainly do that with like if they start putting like high end pursuit guns or something in Nightfalls or Grandmaster or even in Crucible. Once it gets sunset, you can put it in the general loot pool, and that's exciting, because then people that didn't have a chance to get it now get a chance to get a taste, and that might give them a reason to go for the new adept stuff. Or, I mean, the new aspirational stuff. You just gotta be careful. You can't do this with trials and raids. You can't have raid guns dropping out in the wild. Um, Zareason. Given how the world loot pool will be updated every season, is that good enough update for core activities during the seasons? Well, the way they're talking about this, this doesn't feel like it's part of the core activities. These can just drop anywhere, and they can drop from you slamming tokens. So I don't know what they have planned for the core activities. As I've said, it seems like they're making room for new stuff. What do you think will happen about the old raids? I have no idea right now. The world loot pool sounds like it could completely remove individuality from each vendor. How could this be mitigated in the future? You sound like somebody who read Paul Tassie's article, and if not, you, I think you're indicating something that is important to indicate, because Paul Tassie said the same thing. Um, and that's why I think the we only have half of the picture. I don't feel like we have the full picture just yet. I really don't. I feel like more is happening with the vendors, and it could be... I, I really hope they do something like make them, you know, make them look like an obelisk or something. Just enough. Do you think that we will see champion mods on special weapons in the future? I would love to see it. I mean, they did it on a sword, so they could cer- certainly do it on other weapons. Um, as well as exotics. As well as exotics. What do you think Bungie will do with the year one Leviathan loot pool? Um, I don't know. I have no idea. Because they're all static rolls. They could certainly replenish and, and re- revisit them. Aaron Kill. Should Bungie rotate activities between seasons to preserve the relevance of the world loot pool and prevent certain playlists from being poorly populated? Example, no forges in season 12, but they return in season 13. 
you gotta be careful with pulling out and putting it back in giggity but what you could do is it's not relevant there's no real reason to run it and that's okay but maybe there's a reason to run blind well maybe there's a reason to run EP I don't think you delete them like take them out and put them back in though that could get a little uh, tiring (laughs) oh giggity by only making some gambit weapons available in the new loot pool Ingram, this could be the first step to delete one of the gambit playlists. Would that be the logical step? Oh, I, I think that's happening in September. Yeah, I think we're going to have one gambit in September. Silent Death. At what point is the leveling system? Should we stop receiving blue loot? I think the best time to start is next season with this new world loot pool. I don't think we need the blues anymore, but whatever clouds how do you think bungie will incentivize older content while simultaneously sunsetting gear and updating the world loot table will they just funnel those drops to legendary ingrams otherwise why do forges you're i you're covering something we've covered a lot so i don't want to just gloss over it i do but i don't because i people think i'm being rude when i do this but we've already kind of said that this is making room for reinvigoration and updating those pieces of content which i am in full support of uh, Colo, rather than it being indicative of them deleting a gambit mode, do you think that this ingram is just a way for them to get weapons before a complete refresh for gambit? Re- very related to the last question. I believe they're making space for refreshes. Is there a weapon that you would recommend grinding for based on sandbox changes when sunsetting begins? I don't know. I don't have anything to recommend to you right now. Sorry. PK, sorry this has been asked before, but don't you think that the new loot changes that activities would lose their value? We've addressed that quite a bit already. It's probably going to lead to reinvigoration. Why is Powerful Friends so good? Because it adds 20 mobility, and for high mobility builds on a hunter, Powerful Friends is uh, incredibly influential to get you to the really, really quick refresh on your dodge. Do you think that the old armor sets from Strikes Crucible Gambit will still be earnable from the vendors, or will there be new shared armor set remain with different colors? The old ones won't be endgame viable anymore. Yeah, I think those old armor sets are going away. I don't know what they'll do with them long term, though. John. Or John's GC. Weapons like Bygones and Last Perdition were available last season for bounties at the Obelisks, among others. Technically, they weren't reintroduced, but since a new way was presented to acquire them, shouldn't they not be protected from sunsetting? Well, they're still going to sunset. They're still going to sunset. And they were were reintroduced because, um, well, maybe not the Bygones, but the Last Perdition was wasn't it in any case they're in well the bygones wasn't you're right wasn't last perdition a reissue like if you go to the collections it's in there twice now isn't it it gets really confusing because like um or uh, am i thinking of the wrong thing Jian was last perdition a random roll yeah, here's the last perdition without random rolls. Um, I was in Evan's new video. Yeah, there's two of them right here. There's two last perditions. Yep. Yeah, so last perdition was reintroduced with random rolls, and it's got a new icon on it. But it'll be, it's going to be sunset because... Oh, I see what you're saying. Because it was reintroduced with Drifter, but you could do the bounty in... Season of Dawn. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't have the Season of Dawn symbol. It's maintaining its current symbol. 
It wasn't. You know, no, you're right. I'm sorry. I misremembered. So it technically wasn't a reintroduction. It was already in the game, already in the database, and you just got a new bounty for it. Yeah. So it's not going to be protected. Somebody said I was in Evan's new video. What's the video about? Uh, Parasito. Should Felwinter be put into the world pool? If so, when and why? With how late the gun was introduced, it's already lost a fourth of its sunset life. What? Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. No, it's not lost a fourth of its sunset life. The entire, well, the entire season practically is over. Um. Oh, Evan's in chat, right as you said that. Somebody came in and told me I was in your new video. Um. I mean, Paris is like, is this, is this the standard though? Is this the standard Paris? So every season you should, you should be able to earn all the new stuff in the first month, sort of invalidating the content's relevancy throughout the entire season. Like I get where you're coming from. Hey, Felwinters is here at the very end of this season. So it lost almost three entire months of endgame viability. Okay, if I grant to you that that's a problem, then that means every time new stuff's introduced in a season, you need to be able to earn it really, really fast. You gotta earn it within the first month, maybe the second month. That doesn't let Bungie trickle anything out. You know, it doesn't let him trickle anything out. So if anything happens in the third month of a season, we're going to call foul and be like, well, because uh, it's sunsetting. Like, I don't... Ugh. I am hesitant to give what I hear is, is is a reasonable position. I think it's reasonable. I'm hesitant to give this any footing because it just feels... Un- it feels at the same time it could be unreasonable to expect them to always give us everything and we can get it all and it's all amazing and then the, and then it's months two and three every season there's not much going on because there's no trickle of anything if the weapon doesn't make the world pool then it only gets used by people who play right now and that's it I understand I understand what you're saying I don't know I mean what's the so eventually everything needs to trickle into the whirlpool, right? Because if not, then you're saying that people can't get it. That doesn't really have anything to do with sunsetting. You're talking about FOMO. That feels different. Otherwise, they'd have give every weapon exactly 12 months instead of basing it on the season. If we only have a three-week window to get the gun and the general population gets it after this next season, they will only have six months to use it while others got 10+. plus. Um, man, with as, with as much love as I can muster, like, I don't give a frick about that. If you skip a season and don't get a weapon, and then it gets put down into the general loot pool, and then you get it from the general loot pool, and has a shorter, it has a shorter endgame viability because you skip that season, I do not give a frick about that. I don't. You weren't playing. We can't legislate to the game to, to every little jot and tittle, nook and cranny, every little different anomalous player behavior. You can't do that. Make it literally a year from the date earned. That's that, no, that's not a good fix either. Because then everybody's gonna scramble to gr- grind for guns the final season of a month to get those extra two months of endgame viability. That's not a good fix either, Mac. Now it's gonna feel like a fire sale. Well, I guess nothing retires. 
No, yeah, that's even that's an even bigger problem, Mac, because the guns and the activities are around for an entire year, which means in the 11th month of an activity, everybody would go crazy trying to get the guns because that would extend their end game viability. You see what I mean? Like, no system is perfect, and one of the systems, like if there's pros and cons, I'll give you a negative to sunsetting as a system. When there's when the, when the content and the gear and the, and the activity's been out for ten or eleven months, you have almost no reason to go in and grind that. But the good news is it's that way now anyway. When you get eleven months away from an activity's drop, most people aren't running forges or blind well not blind well most people aren't running forges or reckoning or menagerie not in any great numbers. I think they're getting a little bit more traction this season because this season sucked. So we're going back to those good old faithful grinds for good old, you know, faithful weapons like spare rations, waking vigil, you know. So I I don't know. If it's always 12 months from the moment that it drops, that's really, really hard for Bungie to legislate to because then in the 11th month, all these people grind for it and get it and Bungie's like, well, now now it's 12 months longer than we originally intended. I think you get away with letting weapons introduce late, like fell winter late in the season. You think you could get away with it? I think people would be angry though. They'd be like, oh yeah, this awesome weapon. You guys waited all season to drop it. Now it has two months less of endgame viability. Here, okay. Let me say it this way. If we're going to get into the new sunsetting system, is this what we want to do with our time? Like, is this how you want to experience the game? Every time it takes you a certain number of weeks to get the gun, you're more angry about sunsetting, the ticking the ticking timer of the sunsetting clock. Like, why think that way? That's exhausting. If it takes you a month and a half to get the gun, so be it. Like, why sully the reward structure of the game with being like, yeah, but now I have it for a month less than I originally wanted it for. No, that's not true. Think of it this way. If you, if there's a gun that launches in September and you want the god roll and it's awesome and it's got new perks and it's it's like a recluse but better, okay? And you're like, oh, I can't wait to get it. I can't wait to get it. You know when you're signing up for to pursue that, that it's got an expiration date stamped right on it. End game viability, September of 2021. Now, if you don't get it until the middle of October, that date doesn't change. You already know what you're buying. You know you're buying something with an expiration date for end game viability stamped right on the side. So if you if that if that looming expiration date of end game viability is going to continue as a season progresses to just frustrate you and sully the reward, I think you've just got to zoom out. Even if if it takes you two solid months to get the weapon, ten months of using a gun, like, that's not long enough? I I don't understand. There's no way they can constantly shuffle the calendar forward with when the gun drops for you. Here's a new weapon. We added it in September, and its endgame viability retirement stamp is September of 2021. The date doesn't move. It's fair. 
It's logical. You know that's when it is. If it takes you two months to get it, so be it. Now, I'm not trying to be uns- you know insensitive here. I get where people are coming from. Like, I do think generosity and loot intentionality need to be at a certain level where that's less likely to happen, right? That's less likely to happen. It's super unlikely you're going to go three full months before you ever get the role that you're looking for. Date shouldn't move, make the system way too complex. It would be a nightmare to legislate to that. Next question. Ashen Hollow. Gnawing hunger is in the loot pool, right? Does that mean the curated uh, gnawing hunger is going to be uninfusible that I got from Reckoning? Yes, this has already been explained 10 times over. You guys are asking questions you know the answer to. This has been explained 10 times over. We have a viable uh, command in chat with an image of all the weapons that will be infusible in September. We already know the answer to all these questions. If a gun is Shadow Keeper back, it's not infusible when September rolls around. It's no longer infusible. You can still use it, you can still run around with it, but you won't be able to take it in like the raid or the dungeon in September or trials. I mean, I guess you could take it in trials, but you're going to be nerfing yourself. Yourself. Uh, Phil Moody. With sunsetting in place, what do you think about them releasing weapons with interchangeable perks like they did with the Season of Dawn weapons after Season Rank 92? In my opinion, it would lessen the pain of the grind. You're touching on something I've we've already highlighted a lot, and so I just want to give you the category. You're touching on both intentionality and generosity. If these things are tuned properly, it shouldn't be that hard for you to get the role that you want. I am in agreement with people that are like, I don't want to take four or five months to get a Mindbenders. But I'm also pushing back on what Paris just suggested a little bit ago, that like, if they release the weapon late in the season or it takes you a month or two to get it that's suddenly like this big giant looming problem I just I think we need to to a certain extent with love of my heart we just gotta get over some of this right you just gotta get over it the dungeon's gonna launch in like the third or fourth week of a season right If let's say they do a dungeon if it takes them a month to launch the dungeon and they put something dope inside there and we all complain Oh, it, it, but we had to wait a month, so now that's one less month of endgame viability. Oh, for frick's sake! Like, <laughs> my question was more about quest-tied weapons that have quests disappear after the season. Right, you you were asking about two things, Paris, but it, it took us down another path. I get what you're saying. Like, if they're not here, they can't get it, so you got to put it somewhere. I don't disagree with that. I didn't like how you couldn't get Martyr's Retribution anymore. I do think there should be some form of a cycle of, if you missed, also keep in mind, Paris, that in the new system in year four, the guns and activities are around for an entire year. So it's way less likely to have this fell winter situation. That shouldn't be a common thing anymore, because when they add a gun or an activity, it's around for 12 months. They've made that commitment. So. I, yeah. I, I would continue to say that Phil Moody is touching on exactly what needs to be in place. There's got to be... You need to be in power to get the gun you want. Because if not, I do think futility and frustration would settle in on people. If it's at the level of like how long it took people to get mindbenders, I think that's too extreme. Ashen Hollow... 
I love the idea of aspirational loot. However, if sunsetting is only to invigorate aspirational content, what will be the point of me running bread and butter strikes in Crucible? Mats, hopefully. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a good question. This is where I do think a lot of us are treating the game like it's a grocery shopping list. I said this about Season of Dawn. Like, I wasn't going for god rolls on all the Season of Dawn weapons because I genuinely wanted them. It was like, well, I'm going to get them all. I'm going to collect them all. So, uh, <clears throat> every 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 piece of gear, I mean, sorry, every activity can't have, like, endgame-worthy pursuits. I, You know... Oh, and what Poobs is saying is a really good is a really good answer to your question, Ashen. The redacted engrams will be dropping there too, and the redacted engrams can be a source of the new stuff. So I, I get what you're saying. I do. I get what you're saying. No, I think Ashen's highlighting something that's important just to note. If only aspirational loot and really hardcore content have all the best guns and the best roles, you're going to slowly feel like a lot of the game is now shrunk for you. Why run strikes? Why do this? Why do that? I would make sure to remind you that presently there's no reason to run strikes either. (laughs) There's no reason to run strikes, public events, the flashpoint, any of that junk. As an endgame player, you don't need to do any of that stuff. There's nothing there. So I just want to make sure we're honest here. I do, I do think you're highlighting an incentive um, narrowing that will happen. You'll be like, oh, well, there's no real reason to run that content because I I I can't get any of the any of the new stuff. But if that's the case, you're not doing them now anyway. But Bungie could be cognizant of what you're saying and eventually say, well, we need to give you a reason to run strikes, whether it's materials. Um, or I don't know. This is where I just think the vendors, this is where the vendors and the obelisk system could come in handy. Cause even if you're a hardcore player, you would probably enjoy grinding, leveling up a vendor at the, you know, leveling up Zavala, getting seasonal benefits from that. And then maybe getting like, you know, exotic ghost sparrow in a ship as like, you know, your your testimony of grind that season. You leveled up Zavala. You kind of like, okay, I got all the dope stuff. I got all the really, really coup de gras god rolls from the raid or trials or the dungeon. Oh, I'm going to focus on this now, you know. I, even, I think even though perks can be powerful, there will still be tons of good... Uh, good feeling, exciting weapons in the general loot pools of Crucible and Strikes. A raid hand cannon with a strong perk might not really be good for Crucible. True. True. Yeah. This is also in line with... Oh, the name is in, is not... It's not in my head anymore. Somebody was talking about, you know, s- specific perks. You know, trials having trial-specific perks. Iron Banner with the Iron Gaze and the other one that could be like a you know, Iron Banner themed perks that are only active in an Iron Banner. I don't know if you want to start doing that with with everything. Though. That could get a little complex. Oh, there's strike weapons with strike perks, you know. Real King Salty. How do you feel about dungeons having their own unique armor and weapons only acquired from the dungeons? Um, It was Jay. Yeah, that's right. It was Jay. 
I hinted at that last week, I think. I thought, man, the Iron Banner perks are named Iron. I think I might have done that in my reload video that went live today on YouTube. I can't remember where I said that. In any case, the Iron Banner perks being named with Iron in them could be a hint at that. As far as dungeons having their own uh, armor and weapons, I would say a dungeon just needs a weapon or two. If we're going to put an entire armor set in a dungeon, I, I just, I don't know. That that feels unneeded, especially since dungeons usually land around the same time as um, as raids. That doesn't feel necessary, I don't think. A gun or two. A whole armor set? Eh. With, with the stat, vi- with, the, with the variances in stat, rolls that you can get ah you gotta be careful it's a narrow activity that's a lot of loot for a pretty narrow activity dungeons are usually pretty uh, you know pretty straightforward I think one or two guns is enough eight months from Justin just saw your try fly fishing I'm dead (laughs) thank you yeah people really like that clip Uh, is a reason is a core activity pool better than specific vendor weapons it lets PvP players get weapons without doing PvE. This is a benefit I hadn't really thought of, but that is true. And guns that just can roll really, really strong, but aren't like aspirational, they generally are the ones you're looking for anyway for Crucible. Because we talked about this the other day, like, Crucible puts a ceiling on how high you can take weapons anyway. They can only kill so fast before they break Crucible, so... That'd be a great place for the world loot pool to kind of be a thing of like, hey, you know, you can get these guns and you don't have to go run PVE. And the PVE guys are cool with it, but the, the you know, the aspirational PVE players are probably going to turn their nose up to a lot of them because they've been around for so long. Or they're not as good as the, you know, raid stuff. Kalobabob says, should Bungie put the old strike specific gear in the strike pool or world drops? I, I don't know what they need to do with that. I'm, I'm going to move on from that. We, I feel like we've talked about that a lot today already. Uh, while I'm fine with weapon sunsetting, armor sunsetting with the insane price of mass working might be an issue. I think we should get ascendant shards back when we dismantle armor or Bungie should make them easier to earn. I believe this is one of the... Um, this is one of the potential problems with the system. Yes. However, if you have a bunch of fully masterwork gear and you're one to grind aspirational content, and if you're grinding aspirational content, that means you're concerned about your armor getting sunset because if you're just running strikes in public events, this won't, you know, sunsetting won't affect you. So if you're an end game grinder, I kind of feel like you have the currency for this on a yearly basis. Right? I kind of feel like after 10 months of playing, you're going to have more than enough currency to foot the bill. You know? I think this in particular gets massively overstated, and I'll tell you why. The people that say it um, are probably not endgame playing players, they're not grinding, and they're not masterworking anything. If they were, they would know that, like, people that live in those hemispheres are generally destiny rich and have so much currency this is what my buddy is ticked about just started this season he invested in all of his armor and feels defeated yeah but why he has 11 he has let's just say he has 10 months to make it back I I've been grinding nightfalls not super hardcore just the thousands and I have 50 enhancement prisms 
and seven ascendant shards. Now my enhancement cores are, you know, a surplus from previous seasons. I, I don't know. It's the sunken cost fallacy. Yeah, I, I really do think it's the sunken cost fallacy. If you're playing at those hemispheres, so you have the currencies to invest in the armor. I know I'm a streamer, so like I'm not trying to use me as an example, okay? If you exist at the level where endgame viability matters to you, that's the premise we're talking about here, right? Because it's going to get sunset, and that's a problem. If, if you're at that threshold and hang out in these hemispheres, after 10 months... How do you not have the currency to replace your, your some of your armor? I don't understand. Should they give you back a little bit more maybe than they do now when you break something down? I, I could I could probably agree with that. But that's my question. Like if you're living in the end game, then you you probably should be getting a pretty healthy trickle of these currencies. People that run trials people that run nightfalls like I I don't understand every nine to ten months I mean the people that do this the people that grind hardcore the people that worry about the end game the people that have fully masterworked armor I kind of feel like you're you're so destiny rich that nothing is painful for you anyway so if there's even a whiff what's that smell am I gonna have to actually do something like you're like no I don't want to do that you're so destiny rich you buy your way past so much of the pain a lot of the times whether it's infusion or enhancement two dollars from uh Paul's gaming live I'm I'm not gonna read that right now I don't like people feeling like they can inject these big huge opinions during Q&A just with a tip that's not why tipping is there I'll read your comment after Q&A uh, Harkana, uh, TX Harkaman with a brand new Prime sub. Enjoy the dope badge emotes and ad reviewing. People in my YouTube comments are going to give me crap about that, but I don't want to encourage people to like tip me a dollar so during Q&A I have to read like a paragraph of their opinion about how something should be. That's that's not why I have a tipping button. I, I don't want to encourage people to feel like they have to give me money. You can submit questions for free, but if you want to inject the opinion stuff, it's it, it's got to be for after Q&A. I feel like that's a fair. I feel like that's a fair standard. Um, uh, next question: Rain the dark with Garden and Last Wish not getting sunset. Do you think that Bungie could be going into the tuning the roles of the weapons there? I have zero clue. Uh, Mojave, do you imagine that having only one pursuit weapon per season that can be chased in any playlist will make Bungie hesitant to make pursuit weapons? that are not good in certain activities like swords. I This is so, so generic. I don't know what they're going to make, dude. We'll have to wait and see. What did D1 do better with all this compared to D2? Skipping. Uh, Talakor 29. Would Bungie add a new rarity engram called Mythic that are another just random, do you think they could do this thing? You guys, I, I swear at the end people do these types of questions more, and I'm going to tell you why I think this happens. I think during Q&A, a lot of ideas get sparked and then they get they get thrown onto the back half of Q&A. If you get like a cool idea, just save that for after Q&A. Q&A is not a dumping ground for a cool idea that you have. It makes for really, really rough like conversation when I have to read an entire paragraph of an idea that will probably never be in the game anyway 
and unless it's a solution to a problem, it just doesn't work. So I, I get that I get why this happens. Like we're, we're talking and we're just vibing about Destiny, and it sparks all these ideas. Just be careful with that, because I, I feel like as soon as I get past the 50 question mark, I see way more of these. Do you think Bungie should add a perks to guns and raids that do XYZ? And it's like, what? that's not a question. That's just a suggestion. Phrase is a yes or no, right? One thing I didn't see discussed with the topic is the incentive there is to fully masterwork weapons. What are your thoughts on this? This is a good question, because I do think weapon investment needs addressed, Right? Weapon address weapon investment needs addressed because at the current moment we can't change the masterwork, but you can pick the masterwork in Menagerie. So I would I would love the ability to change masterworks because I don't think that that's that big of a deal. You let us change armor affinity, I can pick the masterwork in Menagerie. That's fine. I would go beyond that as Bearclaw's hinting. Like there's not much incentive to fully masterwork other than the fact that it like creates orbs of light. I would love there to be more layers of investment in weapons. Then it's not just get the god roll and you're done. That's why I outlined the idea the other day of a hybrid. Hey, you got a gun and it's got these three cool perks on it. It's actually pretty strong, but the perks are all tier one right now. And you invest in the gun, whether with currency or in-game activity, and the perks level up over time. That would bring weapon investment on the backside of weapon pursuit. I was speculating based on the TWAB, wasn't trying to ask a woulda, shoulda. No, 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 Rain the Dark. I actually like stuff like that. I just like it outside of Q&A. I'm totally fine with people getting, like, wound up into, like, oh, what about this, what about this, what about this, like, ideas, like, idea spitballing. It just makes it tough in Q&A, because on the fly, I have to try to engage with an activity, I'm sorry, an idea, and it's better suited for a back and forth, and it tends to hijack Q&A, because then I have to, like, qualify what they mean I end up misunderstanding what people mean and it just ends up not being a really really good exercise it's usually better for just live stream spitballing than Q&A are they retiring armor too yes should Bungie ensure that there are PVE and PVP meta weapons in the redacted engram if not it seems like there wouldn't be a reason to chase the engram well you can't chase the engram homie it just drops I think they're creating like a low rung, just these things just kind of drop. Because you get them from token slamming and then they just drop randomly. These aren't meant to be pursued. The stuff you're pursuing is, re- oh, you said redacted ingram. Um, let me adjust my answer. The redacted ingram is the new stuff. And so your question is, should they make sure there's a PVE and PVP metal weapon in the redacted ingram? I, I mean, I don't want to be super rigid here and be like, now Bungie, you better make sure there's a good PvP and PvE weapon in the redacted seasonal, you know, stuff for the Ingram. But I generally think that's kind of how it shakes out most times. You know, the shotgun with Vorpal, I saw a lot of people using that shotgun. (laughs) And I saw people switching to Vorpal once they knew supers were in play in trials. Like, it was actually kind of cool to see people doing that. So I think sometimes this kind of happens automatically. I don't know if they should be like rigidly doing it. You know what I mean? Patman. Does sunsetting change imply that we get a constant power increase every season? Yes, it does. I believe that's why this season they reinstituted it. So it would become more normative to the player experience. 
Uh, how do you feel if pinnacle perks are introduced to the loot pool again? Say Master of Arms on a hand cannon. I think Bungie needs to be really careful with this. If they're going to do this, I'm not against this or Desperado showing up again. I would love Desperado on some pulse rifles. Maybe wait. If they do that initially, <laughs> people are going to be like, see, Bungie can't make new perks. These perks were already in the game. Rescan, bam. And then like, off to the races they go. So, and then the last question, I'm going to glide over it. Domo saying, would pinnacle weapons be a good thing to return? You're, you either haven't been reading the twabs or maybe missed this. They are doing pursuit weapons, not pinnacle or ritual, but they are doing pinnacle weapons in the form of a pursuit weapon. And then I would say pinnacle weapons or aspirational weapons are going to exist in like trials, raids, and aspirational level content. So this is literally what systems they're trying to build. The question you're asking has been answered in the recent twas. Maybe you just either haven't been here or haven't read them. I believe that pinnacle weapons aren't coming back the way that they did the um, like recluse and stuff. They're not doing that. So they went from pinnacle to ritual, and now they're going to be called pursuit uh, pursuit weapons. Why do you complain so much? I mean, your mom likes it when I complain to her because it reminds her of how disappointing you are. Uh, so that's going to conclude Q&A with a nice burn on an idiot in chat. So if you listen to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live uh, at saynotorage.com. We're going to keep it live right now. If you've enjoyed this segment, make sure to click the follow button. Not shutting the stream down, but I am going to end this segment. So if you're listening in all those other places, please like, share, and subscribe. <laughs>